0: The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go, engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today. And you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order, get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, hello world. Welcome back to a solid seven podcast, a better than average podcast. If I do say so myself, and we all know that I do, I am of course your gracious host, Kale. And back with me this week is our very own resident illusionist, the one and only Mr. Jason Alvarado. Welcome back, sir.
1: Thank you very much.
0: It's good to be home. It's been a minute. It has been. That's how it yeah. works with you. With That's you regular, how it works. So. Uh,
1: I'm magically delicious. It can only <laughs> take me so often.
0: <laughs> um, do I was gonna dive right in, and then I I remember that we of course have have podcast business to take care of. We do because we are of course as always. That's correct. Happily fueled by Jocko Go. That's right. I brought you because I know you so well. You do. Better than maybe even your wife, I would argue. Not true. Uh, I brought you your favorite flavor. Hey, come on! So I, I've got you an ice cold mango there. I'm going with a sour apple sniper myself. Nice. Cheers, sir. This is my third Jocko go today. Day today, well, listen. Wow, you want to die? Um, I took the day off to uh, stretch out the long weekend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh. So I got up this morning and I went and I knocked out a little three mile ruck uh, nice. with a little group here in town. And so getting out the door that early, I didn't want to make coffee before leaving. Mm. So what do you do? You grab a go. There you go. So that that was day one. And then this morning, um, so this I, is yesterday. No, yesterday. this this is this morning. Whoa! So I knocked out that little ruck this morning and. Uh, Followed that up with a massive recording.
1: You were telling me about podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: So that episode will drop next week. It's not often that I stack recordings,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, but there's just some interesting, some interesting things going on with the the guest list and the bookings uh, behind the scenes right now. And that's the way the the scheduling worked out. So recorded with her this morning. For uh, a few hours. And so, of course, that episode also needed to be fueled by Jocko Go. That was number two. Amen. And now here I am. So, number three. Uh, number three. I don't think I've ever had three Jockos
1: in a day. Well, that's the beauty of it
0: not being like the garbage the energy drinks. Yeah, drinks, you're right. Like, it's not like I'm going to be bouncing off the walls or all jittery and anxious. Mm-hmm. It's like I've had three cups of coffee. It's no factor. Yeah. Yeah. Only this actually has some electrolytes and some amino acids and some vitamins and some other stuff with it. Pure love. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it's been a while since I devolved. I think it's been a while since I devolved into Devolve. a little mini Jacko Fuel commercial. Seriously. Um, but listen, let me lead with, as I talk about these things, the all important promo code. Of course, if you hear us talking about this stuff and you're like, I need, I need to get me some of that. Don't pay full price like a chump.
1: That's uh, true.
0: Visit jockofuel.com and use our promo code solid seven uh, and get yourself 10% off like a winner, like a winner. But, um, back when, uh, their CPO, Brian Littlefield was on the podcast, I don't know, somewhere back in the sixties was his episode. He teased a few different products that were coming. Um, one was what we now know is their, their time war, uh, their, their multivitamin and, uh, you know. Life extension product that they came out with a few months ago. One was their Mulk cookies, which are now out. And the last one, where do you get those? Um, right like now, fitness I don't know if anybody's carrying them physically anywhere yet. I haven't seen, maybe mm-hmm. they are, but you can definitely get them from Jocko from Fuel Proper or they might be on Amazon too. I haven't nice. looked there. Um, and then the last thing was actually a hydration product. Uh, mm-hmm. And that finally dropped last week, cleverly Whoa. named. Uh, it might be two weeks ago when this episode mm. drops. But either way, um, cleverly named Jocko Hydrate. Well said. And, uh, you know, it's it's mix in packets like a lot of things are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, like Gatorade, Powerade, those are some of the big names in that space. But that stuff, you look at it, there's tons of sugar, tons yep. of, you know, other stuff like that. A lot of it's like drinking a soda. Um, of course, you know, they have their light products and whatever. But so then as far as the packets and, like, really getting quality hydration, um, there's there's some other big names in that space. And it's like, uh, I don't know, Liquid IV, Element, which I've been a big fan of Element for a long time. It was de- developed by Rob Wolf and the team over at Keto Gains. And I like it. Now, Element, though, like, it's really heavy on minerals and electrolytes. Like, it's, it's a lot of sodium, a lot of magnesium, a lot of potassium. Mm. Uh, and really not much else. So it's like flavor. And because of the sodium, it, it comes through really salty. Uh, but it works. Their flavors are good. And, and I've always liked it. And finally, you know, this, uh, Jaguar hydrate comes out and I get my hands on it. One, I'm telling you, like I get, you're like, oh, he's a fanboy. Okay. Yeah. I'm a fan because they, they've earned it, but I'm not going to sit here on my podcast and blow sunshine up anybody's skirt about something that's not real. Like if I don't like the product. I might not come in here and dog it, but I'm not going to come on and talk it up sure, either. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, dude, of it's the best flavor of like a hydration product I've ever had. Now I've only tried the lemon lime so mm-hmm. far. Um, There's lemon lime and blue raspberry are the, the launch flavors, but the lemon lime is fantastic. Like I, it's better than, uh, than Gatorade. Really? Absolutely. Dude, I should have brought you a packet. How dare um, you? But, uh, But then when you get into it, so it's, it's better than liquid IV is on the components, Mm -hmm. um, with less carbohydrates. So uh, you mix a packet with 16 ounces of water, it's only two grams of carbohydrate and none of that is like sugar artificial sweeteners. And then, but their, um, their minerals in there are like on par with element. It's less sodium but more um, potassium and magnesium than Element is, but then also has vitamin uh, B. I can't remember which Bs, B12 and, and whatever the good one is, and then a couple of other beneficial things all in that packet. It's, it's freaking fantastic. I mean, they just knocked it out of the park. <clears throat> yeah, and then I, the cookies have been out for a little bit, but I hadn't tried them until recently. I ordered a box. They went out of stock so fast. I ordered a box when I ordered the Hydrate. And now listen, it's not like going to crumble or something like that. I'm not going to tell you like this is the ooeyest, gooeyest, best chocolate chip cookie you've ever had. Right. But if you've had any of this line of like protein cookies or Mm you kind of this, you know, healthy play or whatever on cookies lately, these are by far the best, like the consistency. And if you take it and nuke it for like eight seconds, God bless America. Come on. It's so good.
1: Yeah, a warm so cookies.
0: Yeah. Heaven. So, I mean, Jacko Fuel just continuing to to kill it. Now that they've released everything that we teased on the podcast, I of course need to get Brian back and figure I out agree more. what's what's coming next. But uh yeah, that hydrate, well worth your time. Wow. Yeah, should have brought you one. How dare you? My bad. <laughs> so I did. Speaking of healthy, dude, I stopped at Arby's on the way here.
1: Sounds like a bad decision.
0: Um, It was all right. But this is the second time I've stopped. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of the beef and cheddar. It's a good sandwich. You know, I haven't had that in years. Dude, I'm telling you, you're missing out. But, well, you might be missing out. Here's the problem. This is the second time recently where I'm like, I'll have a double beef and cheddar, please. Whoa. And what I get is just a beef. None of the sauce, none of the cheddar. What's wrong with these people? And it's. Listen, I'm not just throwing shade at Arby's, but is it just me or has, like, all things
1: service industry just gone to crap? It's true. <clears throat> it's true. Everywhere you go, it's like everyone's like, like you show up, like, um, it's like asking a friend, can you take me to the airport? And they have that look on their face like, that's the worst thing you could ever ask yes. anybody. I don't know what it is about going to the airport. It's just like never a convenient time. That and, it's Oh, hey, stressful. we're moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, we're moving. You got a pickup truck. You want to help me out? Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, all the customer service lately, it's just been like you have offended them. Like you just stepped in the class pet turtle. We've had to. Just showed up. I don't know if this has been your experience. We've had to like
0: start checking our bags and making sure we've gotten everything at Chick-fil-A. That's Whoa. like unheard of. Whoa. And I was, I was kind of given a pass during COVID because it was weird, right? Yep and drive-thrus were super busy because if you if you did anything other than drive through everyone was going to die not just you that's true everyone you know and love yep. or have ever loved yep. would yep. would die mm-hmm. so drive-thrus were getting hammered and you Chick-fil-A, know
1: a, though, stepped up with the drive
0: these people are at, you know all of a sudden drive-through workers became essential workers it was an odd time yes it was so you get you know you miss a fry or something okay crap happens mm mm-hmm. mhm I'm not willing to give a pass anymore. What is going on?
1: Yeah, yeah, no clue. I have no clue why nobody cares about anything. It's it's sad. It really is sad the way the way culture is right now, and restaurants and and things like that. It's just everything's a major inconvenience. Everything's a major. Yeah, it's a, it's just a weird time to be alive. And then
0: I saw. I saw somebody post today. Like I stopped in Starbucks today. I ordered my coffee. It was ready before I could even pay. Wow. Okay. Awesome. I don't know what they ordered. Mm-hmm. Said, but still, um, the sir. Like I was waiting to put my card in, and the server's like, "Oh, you need to like on the screen," and it was the request for a tip. Yeah. Like you just put coffee in a cup. It didn't yeah. take a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you've got the stones, yeah, yes, to ask me for a tip to, to tip you. Yes, I don't understand. Every, and they always act like they don't know what's going to be asked. Hey, this thing's just going to ask you a couple questions, yeah. and like, then, yeah, and then you got to stand there looking at them as yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, like I, you
0: don't both know it's going to pop up on their screen when you're yeah. like, okay. Skip. So
1: I heard about that. There is a some store where they're doing tipping at the self checkout what like I should get a tip for, for, for self checkout. I I can't believe this. I'm like, I don't know where it's at. I don't know what store it is, but that is the dumbest thing in the entire world. Um, Self checkouts are, we need to talk about self checkouts. Yes. We need to talk about self checkouts right now. Here's the deal. Self checkouts. um, They're either the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. I, I, am under the, I am under this idea that if you need help in self-checkout, you need to be excommunicated from any store at any facility. You need to be uh, tarred and feathered, removed from the property. Like if you need help and you have to ask more than one question, you don't deserve this to This wasn't for you. This wasn't your yeah. thing. I, I, I want to get in there as quick as possible. I want to get in. I want to get out. I think Walmart has nothing but self-checkouts now. Maybe it should be like TSA pre-check.
0: Sure. Maybe you need to to have passed some small exam before you're
1: permitted to use self-checkout. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And if you have more than 10 items, you're going to go in the long line. I don't care. I'm sorry you're having a rough day, but. Well, and speaking of
0: TSA, that's what the experience is like, though, in that how many people going through airport security or how many people in a self-checkout line? Does it Mm -hmm. seem like it's their first time ever being exposed to this experience? Yeah. Like humanity. What is
1: this new technology? Yeah. (laughs) Where did it come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? The plane goes high. It's, It's crazy. I'm like. You knew you needed
0: to have your shoes off. Yeah. You knew you couldn't leave your laptop in your bag. Mm-hmm. And you knew you couldn't have the big bottle of shampoo. What are we doing
1: here? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, We sound like a bunch of grumpy old men. I, I own it proudly. Hey man, hey man. I'm like I'm like, hey, what's the deal with airline food? I, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you have to ask more than one or two questions anytime in any situation, you don't deserve to be. In my presence,
0: (laughs) but I've, um, I'll tell you, um, I I, I bet it's still up. You'd have to go and find it. Maybe, maybe I'll do that and link it in the show notes, but I read this great article once upon a time from art of manliness and I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, everything they put out the podcast, Brett McKay and, and his wife do a great job over there, but he talked about, and I can't remember quite how he phrased this cultural phenomenon. But basically how much we do ourselves now that used to be done for us. And he's Mm -hmm. talking about it like in a negative where it's like when you go and do self-checkout at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. you're doing work for the grocer that the grocer used to do for you.
1: Yeah,
0: Somebody would bag it for you. And now you're doing all of that. Now, Mm -hmm. are you receiving a discount? Hey, that should happen. If you're going through self-checkout, they should apply a discount to your tab. Because you saved them. I provided the labor. Saved you the labor. But
1: think about, like, how many places you go to eat now. Mm -hmm. You bust the table. That is the thing that I never get about Panera. I'm like, so you're saying that I have to, like— take every dish. And then I hate it when they're like, when somebody scolds you about like separating it, like it's like colors and whites. It's like, the bowls go here and the spoons go there. I'm like, listen, lady, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. If you want it done that
0: way, (laughs) you should probably train someone and pay them to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So like all the places where you bus now, a, like you're picking up your own food you're taking your food to the table yourself. And then you're busing Mm -hmm. yourself way more common than it ever was. Now, at Panera, at least their food's reasonably priced, so it makes it worth it. Right. Um, I don't right. know if, I don't know if that yeah. dry a sarcasm comes through over the right. airwaves here, but um so at least there's that. <laughs> oh, well, I only spent $17 on this half a sandwich and this bag of chips, but I'll take I'll bust the table That's for you. That's true.
1: That's true. Um
0: same thing. You go to the bank, you're the teller now. Yeah. You get the cash,
1: you do all that work. And so there's all these So what do you think that is? Is that just capitalism just but does it doesn't seem like that serves the customer and the consumer in the long run? I think the pitch is convenience. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to get out and come in. You can just
0: drive up to the ATM. You can walk up to the mm-hmm. ATM or or whatever. Um but it's when you look past the marketing of it. Right. Uh it's really not. It's Yeah. How often is it actually quicker? for all the reasons we've discussed and more, sure. to get through self-checkout. Yeah. Now, do I appreciate that the self-checkout machine never goes, so you got any big plans this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, I do yep. appreciate that. There might be yeah. some benefit there.
1: Yeah, sometimes you're um, just like, I want to get in here. Yeah. I
0: want to go home. I'm so tired. Oh, yeah. I've been looking at this. This looks delicious. Is it? Is it any good? <laughs> no, I'm buying it because it tastes like butt, sour butt. That's why I'm buying it. You caught me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, it's
0: great. Go get yourself one.
1: Yeah. Here, open it up. Try it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. Mm. You know, so, but it's that like we just societally, we're a little less interact. We're a little more interaction averse. Mm. Right. Right. Uh, you know, generations behind ours get, I mean, I'm not picking on them. I, I'm not above that, but yeah. you know, like we'll get legitimate anxiety over like making a phone call. Yes. You know, different stuff like that. So, Um, now I think some people will just avoid it. Like, Mm -hmm. but these days, ever since I read his article, like if there's an open, uh, I'm not going in the bank and going to a teller who, what kind of monster does that?
1: Yeah. You're Um, a
0: killer. But, uh, you know, like if there's, if there's a cashier open, I'll go to the cashier every time Mm -hmm. over self checkout. If I can save myself some time doing self checkout, if it's busy, if it's whatever, um, I'll do that. But now I'm like, no, serve me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I might start leaving my stuff on the table at Panero. What are they going to do? Throw a steel piece is, of bread at is, you. So, is somebody going to be like, hey, hey, get back here. Yeah. No. <laughs> no.
1: Somebody's <laughs> going to walk over there and clean That's it up. True. That's true. Yeah. So then you just wonder what are the employees doing, you know? Like, because, I, I mean, you remember your first job. What was your first job?
0: Um, My first first job was probably we had a friend a family friend who was a general contractor mm. that built like single family homes and stuff
1: whoa way uh, cool
0: and i would go clean up like job sites
1: for nice
0: him. um i think i'm past the statute of limitations on for the child fact labor that laws? yeah Ooh. like i don't know if i was old enough no steel I
1: toe boots doubt, no hard hat i doubt
0: any tax documents were filed oh, on yeah. any side Here's of that 50 thing bucks
1: for the day um, that's cool my first job was at a wings place and and uh, it was a nightmare i got fired and then my second job was at uh Food Lion, I think it was called. It was the first, but it had Food Lion had like multiple name changes. Okay. And uh, it was called Cash and Carry at one point. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but I worked there, but when I worked there, like it was a job. Yeah. Like I had to mop the entire store by myself, okay? Still got great forearms, by the way. And then um and then you know, get all the carts in there now, but it's like nowadays it's it's just yeah it's 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 a weird thing like it was it was a real job so when I just see these new these new jobs that are created and I'm like D- do you do anything? i don't know yeah. it's just weird well, you know
0: I saw I, I don't know if I read who knows these days what's the difference article post meme whatever but um so i i, I read signal. this thing that took, it had pulled all these little articles and stuff like throughout decades, like going back to the early nineteen hundreds and the the refrain was the same like Nobody wants to work anymore. This new generation doesn't want to work. Yeah. And they're pulling these articles from like decade after Mm -hmm. decade. So there's always that refrain. It's always, Oh, these kids and their music. Oh, nobody wants to work anymore. And so I found that really enlightening to me. Like there's probably not as much truth to that as we feel like it's just the marketplace changes from what it was when we were. Mm -hmm. So we don't recognize that difference as being the same thing we did. So it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that went my day. So I think the people that are working are, are probably still working. You know, I don't know to what degree the work ethic is the same or different or whatever. But I, I think what it does is reduce staffing
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the business. Now, does that reduce staffing get passed along to us in price decreases? I don't know. How much more could Panera's food possibly be if they had to pay a kid or two to actually like bust? Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know. I don't know
1: that they could get more but, expensive. I mean, You want to create an experience for your customer, the consumer. You want yeah. them to come in there and go, I had a good meal, it was a good price, and I don't know. It's just that extra little like effort. Like now you need to clean up your table, yeah. have a nice day, or you no know, allowance. It's well, just weird.
0: I just, you know, of course, listeners know we're in we're in central Florida, we're in the southeast. Publix is a major chain down here. Mm-hmm. Their service has always been great. Yep. Their cashiers are great. Yes. I give them a little bit of a hard time because they're clearly trained to chat up the customers because you get the same questions as cues. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing tonight? What do you have planned this weekend? It's it's that stuff. That's what I was mocking earlier. Uh, but, and I've seen this more and more, but my, everybody has their Publix, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you probably typically have three or four within a few miles of you uh, here in central Florida, but you still have your preferred one and they just added self checkouts in ours. Yep. That, so it's, they've been, they held out for a long time mm-hmm. on self-checkout.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Um, I think they for wanted the to continue to provide that that level of of service, you know, like Publix is renowned for, you know, their baggers will help you out to their your yep. car and they don't take tips or anything like that. And it's mm-hmm. just been that They're continued the customer of service. Of yeah. C- grocery stores. Yeah. Where shopping is a pleasure. That's true. That's and what it, they say. It is. And it is. They run some of the best holiday ads. Oh, like yeah. their Thanksgiving and their Christmas ads oh get you every time. back, And it's like when you hear mm-hmm. them and you see them and you hear that music and it's always, it's like family's cooking in the kitchen and mm-hmm. grandma's teaching the granddaughter, the family recipe, yep. they get you in the feels, man. Yep. And that's when you're like, oh, Christmas is here. Christmas is here. It's like the, uh, you know, the Hershey's kisses, the, the, the bells, little, the little the bells, 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 bells ad. I'm yep. like, Yeah. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, or if I start hearing that that Cadbury bunny, I'm like, "Let's Jesus is risen." That
1: commercial, he is risen.
0: Indeed, Cadbury bunny. The 80s. No, and it never should.
1: Yeah, that bunny is.
0: So uh, Publix, there. You know, if you're not somebody where Publix is, their their tagline forever has been "Where shopping is a pleasure," and it's accurate. Yeah, but you know
1: where shopping isn't a pleasure? Walmart. No. Every time I'm in a Walmart, I'm like. I think I'm going to die. And you know what? You know who's starting to get on this, getting into a weird topic here is Target. Target is turning into like almost the same way where the where they're stocking the shelves regularly and they're um, running around and like like have you ever seen? Have you been to Target lately? Well, I I'm I'm honestly a little shocked and appalled that you're. Well, you know still I go there occasionally and uh and. No, it's horrible. It's a horrible experience. Like it, like the guys on the cars, they're pulling them through the things, and and it's like they're like I'm gonna get ran over again. I'm an old man. It still has has tended to be a better experience overall. It feels than it feels better, but Walmart is like like no, I, yeah. I'm showing up to fight for my but life. But
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, um, you know, like my wife. We've talked about it on here. Genius, genius, way smarter. Than MBA, you know. CPA. Genius. Um, I, I'd, yep. I'd live in a van down by the river if it wasn't for my wife. That is uh, accurate. Um, that's, I visit you though. that said she can tend towards the frugal mm-hmm. and, and she'll, she'll admittedly say this. Um, and she listens. I'm not saying this behind her back. She's, she's one of our two listeners and, um, you know, like she's kind of come around since we got married. Of, now I'm still too much of a spender and she's still too frugal at times and it works out well. It's a good yeah. balance. Um, but in some different areas where it really makes sense, I kind of brought her down her around on the sometimes the math makes sense to spend more for quality.
1: You mm-hmm. know,
0: sometimes the savings isn't really a savings, is yeah. the point. Sure. And so one of those things was just like she was always like a Walmart, like a either a Walmart or Walmart neighborhood market shopper. Yeah. And I'm like, No, we're we're going to Publix.
1: Whoa. Um and yeah. it
0: like it. So paying a little bit more of a premium Mm -hmm. for our groceries, yeah, we could probably save some money. But a better all-around experience, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and a a better offering. Walmart's offerings have gotten better. They've brought in, you know, more quality stuff and things like Mm -hmm. grass-fed beef that you didn't used to be able to get there. But I'm like, okay, well, Publix, like if you're bringing in, like they probably replaced at our Publix maybe a full third, I -hmm. would say, of the checkout lines with self-checkout. Yep. I'm like, well, now you're starting to degrade that experience a little bit. Like part of it was like, I could actually come here and you know, the joke about Walmart, but it's true is always like the, Oh, well I'm glad that you have 50 lines Mm -hmm. and three of them are open. Right. Where it was like Publix, not only were they always well staffed, but uh, if you get in, in line at this grocery store and you're like three deep and the other lines are three deep, Without fail, almost instantaneously, yep. they're calling people to the front and yep. opening lines. Yep, you're right.
1: Rather than like Walmart's like, you can wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. will we'll get to you. And you're you. behind 15 people who are preparing for like to stock their bunker because of a nuclear holocaust. It's like it, there's always that one family that has like – I always crack up when I see that. I'm like, I'm like, how much food do you need this year? Like it's always like stacked and I'm like, wow. Hey, to each his own. But I'm hey like, man, so that I starts – so it's like – Okay,
0: well, if the if you're not going to differentiate in service, then you know the premium that I'm paying, yeah, for in the grocery bill,
1: start the math starts to change there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and every time you walk into a public, so even with even with the self checkout thing, it's it's always clean. Yeah, it's always um everything always feels like it's stocked. Yeah. It never feels like it's like. We're out of that. That's the other thing at Walmart too. You always feel like, hey, do you have any in the back? And they just kind of laugh at you and then punch you in the stomach. And so it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. But Publix is, we're shopping as a pleasure. Yeah, we, You I'm should not, get them as a sponsor. I'm not
0: bashing Publix. I'm a Publix fan. Yeah, I like shopping at Publix and and for all the reasons you cited and more. All I'm saying is Publix, watch your P's and Q's. I, I'm not thrilled about this self-checkout thing. And I'm just, I'm just putting you on notice.
1: Just just watch but it. Do they have
0: chicken it. tenders? They do. They do. It's funny. We often, uh, we've talked about it on here. Your, you know, like the most interesting thing about you is that you do some I'm magic adorable. tricks, yeah. but in your mild mannered daytime job, you are a pastor. I am. You are, God help us all, my pastor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look at you. You're doing uh, great. Uh, You're doing great. Oh my gosh. And so, uh, RMO, Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. we're, we're. I, I was I was going to say here, yeah. Um, you know, because we're recording in your office at this yeah. moment. Um, and uh, we're here for the early service when mm-hmm. Christians, when real Christians go to church. That's true. And then we hit our Publix right yeah. down the road on the way home. And we stop off. They'll give your kids free cookies. We stop Gosh. off in the bakery. We get a couple of cookies. And then we go over to the deli counter and mm. we get my daughter calls them circle chickens. We get popcorn chicken and they freaking circle eat chicken. Chickens. They eat chicken while we walk around a grocery shop. They wow. also, they used to just do the free cookies. Now, when you're over in produce, mm-hmm. there's baskets of apples and oranges and bananas, and your kid can have one of those for free too. What? So we stop by to grocery shop on the way home from for church. For lunch, our kids get a cookie, circle chicken, and a piece of fruit. Oh
1: Good to go. Oh my gosh. Good to go. Wow. And listen, for those of you that So you have never... shop on Sunday? Yeah. Sunday's nuts. Every grocery oh, store no, is it's nuts. It's not that bad. It's
0: not that bad. Really? Well, not really. Well, I mean, we're there, we're there pretty early. Unless you take forever. That's true. Unless That's true. you take forever to close service, we're there pretty early. You know, sometimes I just like to talk. That ain't no lie. I got the gift of gab, so, as the kids um, say. So, yeah, but I, ever since I read that article, which it's a few years old now, but I bet it's still available on Art of Manliness. I started yeah. looking more for that where I'm like, where am I working for them mm-hmm. instead of them working for me? And yeah. I, I kind of avoid it. And that has to it.
1: have a downstream effect, right? Yeah. That has to eventually hurt the quality because once, once the the mindset and the model shifts to like, hey, wh- how can we do less no matter what the quality eventually starts to yeah. go down. So that means they start hiring people who aren't as friendly because there isn't the need for it. You yeah. yeah. Well, and again, if the,
0: if the argument is like downstream savings, well make that more evident to me then, right? Where it's like, okay, if, like I said, if I'm going to use self checkout, show me, show me that self checkout rebate on the, on the mm-hmm. receipt,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you
0: know? Cause it's like, Oh well, because we off because we ha we can staff less cashiers. Mm-hmm. The every, it's everything's cheaper. You should for, do more. Everything's yeah. cheaper for everyone. Well, I don't want it to be cheaper for the person who's still using the cashier while I'm doing
1: self checkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be cheaper for me, especially with the prices of everything going up. You're trying to look for that that deal. Yeah. So World I Men. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just looking more for the like oh, no okay you can so you can my serve buddy me. D- David uh, Pastor David Slayton, he does Walmart. Uh, what is it? Where you order everything online and they just drop it off? Yeah. Oh no, he does it where he comes to the house. Yeah. I'm like, are you nuts? He's like, no, it's amazing. And I was like, and so he was kind of listing me through the pros of it. I was like, actually, you know, but
0: so where I don't like that service, you actually. Whole Foods will do that for you with no delivery fee if you're already an Amazon Prime member. Really? Yeah, they'll do grocery delivery. But where I don't, I don't mind that for like packaged products where it doesn't matter what they grab off the shelf. It's going to be the I same see. as the thing behind it. But it's like, I don't know that I trust the Instacart kid. To pick out like the best ribeye from the pile. That's true. Or to check No, the, that's
1: fair. To that's check fair. the bag
0: of apples to see if any of them are rotten inside. Yep. Yeah. So that's where I'm always a little sketched on yeah, that. Produce service. is always
1: a bar it's always a um yeah. a gamble. That's true. I, I hadn't thought about that. But if you're yeah, if you're getting the prepackaged or the 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 box stuff. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he was like, "Yeah, they just come and they drop. They they, they have. They, I don't know how they get into his house, but they just drop it off and they put it away." I'm like, "But that's pretty awesome." They go in the house. Yes, they come to his house. And they stock it, they leave certain things on the counter, they put it in the fridge. I'm like, that is nope, that is weird. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, but maybe, maybe I can't, you know, in the seasons that we're in right now with young kids, my wife does not like to go grocery shopping. I don't know why I like it. Yeah. It's probably just because it's like the one thing that is easy in my life. I'm like, oh, this is easy.
0: I'm, and I'm, and I know you, and I'm going to guess you're absolutely not this way, but I'm very, very regimented in it, in that. I I keep different categories of items together in the cart so that they get bagged together, hopefully, mm-hmm. so that it's easier to put them away when I get them home. So it's like... I try to keep the produce together, dairy products together. Obviously bread and eggs go last unless you're a freaking psychopath. Yeah, if you're a Because otherwise they will put heavy things That's on top accurate. of your bread and eggs. Yep. And so that way it's like, oh, okay, I've grabbed this bag and I'm putting away the dairy stuff right now. And that all goes this way. Mm-hmm. And I, it might just be a placebo, but in my head I'm like, this makes the process Mm. more efficient and then when i see people where it's like everything's just thrown together in the cart yep and everything's just thrown up on the conveyor belt i can't handle it
1: smoothie in my shopping cart yeah this probably goes to this the male brain the compartmentalization of it you know that's probably what we're like yeah over here i do this yeah and uh yeah and then the ladies just are everywhere all at once and brilliant all the way um that's funny yeah Speaking
0: of the the kids you brought up, of which you have many, I have uh, three now. I've got a couple, and uh, but it, it's having small children like we do. I found this story all the more mind-boggling. But did you see or hear about this story of these kids from this plane crash Mm-mm. that were in, um, gosh, where was it? Um, uh, in Colombia, they like crashed in the jungle.
1: The pi- I saw the, about this, but I didn't go into the research of it. The
0: pilot and the mom passed away. What? The kids survived in this jungle for forty days. Holy cow! The like gut wrenching part of this story is evidently the mom, when they found them. The mom was deceased, but she survived the crash.
1: Yikes! Yeah,
0: yeah. And so it was like Jesus, four kids. Help like, them! Yeah. God have mercy. I just can't. I just, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I just don't want to. I want to see ages 13, nine, four years and 11 months. Holy
1: cow. Four kids,
0: 13, nine, four. That is a
1: movie, dude. And yeah. Sur- wow. Survived in the jungle for the 40 jungle. days. What did they, it was, there had to be food. Well, I mean, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you even know? Like, that is crazy. For what we always say about young people nowadays, maybe they're YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't get. Wow. Yeah. How were they found? Did they say um, it was? I mean, I guess you know where the plane goes down. It was
0: like the the military or police, like they had been Jeez. searching for this plane wreck. They'd been looking for them. Yeah, you can't get a helicopter um, to
1: it. Probably
0: they were they were traveling. I found the article. They were traveling from an Amazonian village Ugh. to San Jose del Guaviare well said uh, Muy bueno. so it was a single engine cessna because of course and uh Jesus there, there was an engine failure so
1: mom and dad are on the plane
0: dad i don't think so and i don't think all the kids have the same so what were they same doing dad? there
1: maybe that's kind of how they had the background um, to survive but still i mean 13 was the oldest not that he was the leader or she was the leader but it's like that is insane dude says the they survived eating cassava flour
0: and seeds. Yeah, these are not normal kids. And that some familiarity with the rainforest's fruits were also key to their survival. Holy cow! So, oh, well, the kids are members of the and I might pronounce this wrong. We Toto indigenous group. H U I T O okay. T O. So they're a native.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I would be, oh my God, a mercy. Yeah. Whoa. What a story, dude. That is a movie and a half un- I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Like look look at us Americans when we didn't have toilet paper for a couple months yeah. in twenty twenty. We were like, the British are coming. The world is over. It is this is the end. Wow. Yeah, that kid, is crazy. Kids
0: were found uh 3 miles away from Jesus the crash site, help crash them, site. Father.
1: Yikes. That is pretty insane.
0: The uh which this just goes to show how thick like the vegetation stuff was. Um the guy leading the rescue said teams had passed within 20 to 50 meters of where the kids were found a couple times but missed them.
1: Wow. Wow. And then you don't know who's looking for you because it's the Amazon and you'd be hiding from any noise you hear in the Amazon. Gosh, I just can't imagine. Yeah. Within 11, 40 the days. oldest kid in the
0: group is 13 and they yeah. have an 11 month old with them.
1: Wait, 11 months? Yes.
0: I missed that. Yeah. It was, uh, let's see, 13. Let me scroll back you up said to four. It. No. Wow. I think there was a four year old.
1: That is insane. Where were the ages? How far do I have to scroll here? Get it together.
0: 13, okay. 9, 4, and 11 months. Oh,
1: my gosh. How do you keep a baby? So, think about
0: it. I mean, how old are you, you're young, is your youngest? He's 9 s- months. Yeah. So, two months from now, he's gonna he's just going to hang out with his brothers in the jungle for, for 40 wow. days.
1: Wow. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. We, are, we are soft. But I'm like, that
0: was a crazy enough story when I heard it. Um, but then it's like knowing that the mom survived the crash at first somehow makes it i, I felt like worse mm-hmm. right i don't know
1: yeah it's it's one thing if like yeah i agree with you i think like if you if you were to die instantly like that would have, of course be sad but if if you were to slowly pass knowing and when they're the they're, kids they're, are there having their experience you know, yeah
0: that just somehow feels more I traumatic than the instant loss.
1: Jesus help these kids. Maybe I'm wrong. Man. I don't want
0: to find out. I had the same thought. You remember the story a few years back ago, um, the one actress who was on Glee and she had like rented a pontoon boat and took her son out on it like four years old and they were swimming and they, they missed their time to come back. So they go out searching and they mm. had been swimming and I don't know if like the boat was blowing away from them or what. Whoa. But she ended up drowning, but she got him on the boat first. Oh my God. So have then, as a, it's, this is one of those stories where I react to totally different now than I would yeah. have before kids.
1: Yeah, dude. Where
0: all I could think as soon as I hear that is that poor little boy. And yep. they just find him on this pontoon boat, yep. like curled up, asleep, alone.
1: Because,
0: like, what's a kid going to do? Right. You know?
1: Mm. Yeah, there's that thing that, that being a parent just shifts your whole mind of just the weight of being a parent of being a dad and just the, the love that you have crazy. But, but it extends too. like you hear that
0: and yeah. I guarantee your first response is mine. Like yeah. you just wish you could have been there for that boy. Yeah, of course. Right. Yes. Like the idea of this poor little kid alone By and himself. scared.
1: Yep. Crazy.
0: not being able to process or understand mm-hmm. what hap- why his mom's not on the boat with him.
1: Yep. Hmm. Wow, I did not hear that story,
0: so but then take that and extrapolate that to this story where it's forty you're forty days 40 out there 40
1: days, man, with a legit infant, yeah, How, what do you feed the baby? You know there's so many variables to this that those kids they jeez resilient yeah. man, resilient, now, I was thinking of Lord of the Flies, you know, <laughs> like yes. like you just watch this movie where like these horrible boys just, yeah, just do horrible things, but What a, what a mental fortitude. I wonder what their worldview is like just that survival mindset, but then also just this, this others first kind of a thing, you know, I was talking to somebody about, about this and like, um, I was talking to a young lady. She, she did a, a project in college talking about like, um, how America needs to have a a nine twelve, you know, you know yeah. the day after nine eleven, obviously. And so like, like that unify and how we missed it with COVID. Yeah. We just missed it. You know, we missed it with COVID and, you know, just that moment where we're like, you know what? Like I know we disagree on this, but you're my neighbor and I'm gonna take care of you, you know. And uh I'd I'd like to hear their their philosophy on yeah on how they take care of family and their philosophy these kids the uh, on how they take care of one another and what the values that matter and and the things like that that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I hadn't I hadn't really looked at covid in that
0: light where it's like the the trick is like you want that you want 912 without 911. Yeah. It's the thing. Yep. And I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you can get it.
1: Mhm. Uh, that, that her conclusion was that, like, I hope that we don't have to have another, so this is many years ago. She's like, I hope we don't have to have another nine 11, exactly what you're saying to have this nine 12 uniting moment. And I think we have pockets of that. Like in in the hurricanes, we just see people taking care of one another and it's, you know, you just want to get to that place where you're, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of the world, especially America, like we missed a lot of that on COVID. We just politicized everything. And there was so much, so much just stupid and ego. And I mean, all of it was just like, you know, you're like, okay, what is true here? Like, I still don't know. And then years later we find out things that you're like, oh, okay, well, I, yeah, whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it had
0: the potential to be that unifying
1: Moment where it's like you're facing this common threat, mm-hmm. um, and that's what makes The Walking Dead so interesting. You know that show. I mean, before it like fell apart, like like it just made it interesting. Like, wow, this thing is unifying us and dividing us at the same yeah. time. And how would you react with something that is killing the world? You know, it's you put yourself in that situation, and we were just kind of in a situation like that. I think at the beginning of COVID, there was a lot of people got on board, like the you know, a lot of people were like, okay, I'm going to just do this or I'm going to try my best to do that. And, but I mean, there wasn't that like social media
0: component and contagion around nine,
1: Cause it didn't exist. Yeah.
0: It's 2001. I yeah. mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't all in our silos and didn't have algorithms feeding us things to separate mm-hmm. us and make us angry. And
1: yeah. I, yeah. I wonder how that would have made That's things different. That's pre-YouTube, right? Yeah. When did YouTube come out? Like oh uh, five? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's funny how all that all that stuff runs together, and you can't really. It just seems like it's always been there. Now you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But it, yeah, it's I I wonder how how COVID would have played out without those things.
1: Yeah. Without. Without a. Social media algorithms fueling misinformation without just political divide like crazy, you know. Well, I I wondered like I I
0: don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I definitely felt like, uh, and this isn't there. There's there's blame to be laid at his feet. This isn't, but the, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not putting everything on uh, all the division and and vitriol and this stuff. At his feet, because there's plenty of blame to go around. But I'm just like, that was the worst, maybe, maybe it was the worst possible time mm-hmm. for Donald Trump to have been
1: president, oh, yeah. yep.
0: president. Because no matter how you feel about him, you can't, you can't argue with the fact that his presidency was divisive. 100%. Um, And so it was just the, the wrong time. It was just a bad time. Yeah. To have that level of distrust mm-hmm. in uh, our president, in the mm-hmm. federal government, you know, just in general, yeah. And we were already so divided, and so we were just so predisposed, yep, to be in camps, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. What a crazy thing! It's that, crazy we're gonna... that we went through it, right? It, it is, and it's like something that we will talk about for the rest of our lives, yeah. and. And unfortunately, like, we're not going to have a lot of good stories that come out of that. you know? There's yeah. not going to be like, "But that was the moment we said, "All right, we're going to do this." And yeah, well. Wow. and And the problem too, also in our culture is that people can't admit when they were wrong. And I feel like, like, because we're in our, the prison of two ideas, we're locked in our political ideology were locked in our well i can't if i ever admit that maybe i missed it then i i'm i'm a fake it's like no man like i and i don't i don't know that's what that's what breaks my heart most of all is like people can't even ever say you know what i think maybe i did this wrong or yeah i i, I did and the older i get and i just realize, like hey listen freak like you you're not the man here like you are gonna you're going to make some major mistakes. And the sooner you realize that it's okay to just own up, it's just the Jocko philosophy, own, own your mistakes, yeah. own your shortcomings, own your whatever. Like that's, that's when you're going to get better. And that's when you're going to get, that's when you're going to become a better father, husband, whatever, leader. Um, <clears throat> and like you, you look
0: back so and you know, like it's all the things that seemed like maybe, They were milestones. Maybe they could be celebrated. Uh, Like initially the vaccines were so lauded. Like Mm -hmm. that was that moonshot moment, right? Of we did this operation. So, so quick. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a little Trumpies, this has never happened this fast before, but it it hadn't. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of groundwork in the science there, Mm -hmm. but then now the farther we get removed from it Mm
1: -hmm. and we
0: see, um, you know, that the, the vaccines, they didn't reduce transmission. Yep. You know, just all they weren't, it wasn't what we were told it was Mm -hmm. still isn't. Yes. Now more and more data is coming out where it's like, no Pfizer saw all these adverse reactions and all this is like in the last week or two, like they had data showing all these adverse reactions and all of these, basically every organ system Mm -hmm. of the body and all this stuff. And so, just none of it was what we were told none yeah. of it was what we were promised
1: and that's what hurts it's like and, and unfortunately the, the people are the collateral damage of yeah. these unwise decisions that that governments made and that politicians made and
0: yeah and it's
1: so detrimental to
0: us for the damage to be done where large portions of our populace don't trust the FDA don't trust yeah. the CDC Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there, you can have a conversation around whether or not that's reasonable, whether or not they should trust them or shouldn't trust them and and what's fair and unfair. But the reality either way is that they don't. Right. And that's,
1: that's bad for us. Until we hold people accountable publicly, I don't feel like we're ever going to trust our sacred institutions as they say, like until we go, okay, this person was wrong. They have been removed. This, like until that comes out, but. You know, like uh, at the beginning it was like are you are you completely um what's that word called? Uh, you don't like people from different cu- cultures. Um xenophobic. Xenophobic. Are you xenophobic if you're saying it came from a from a from a lab in in Wuhan? Like are, are you it's like what? Like maybe maybe it did. I mean yeah. what, I, that that that's And should again, be... there's new
0: reports farther along about that and then this week indicating that like Patient patient zero was from the lab. Yeah. um, You know, and it's just, again, I don't know that anything's been, like, definitively proven. Sure. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. But for the longest time, like, you'd get the band hammer
1: just for asking the question Mm -hmm. straight to jail. Right. Right. You know, which always, always cracked me up when you have people, even people who just disagree with me philosophically or disagree with me on, on my worldview biblically, but it's like, shouldn't there be, shouldn't that be what science is this, this relentless pursuit of truth. And and that the, for real though, the best idea does win in in certain ways. I mean, I guess that's subjective. What's the best, but, um, but it, it, that that's what always upset me about this is like what do you, what do you mean you can't you can't ask that question that that's what science is it's constantly questioning things that we thought were true like yeah. oh okay we don't you know the, the earth doesn't rotate around you know are we over the sun doesn't you know it's like uh, that questioning social norms questioning the science you know like yeah I, I don't I, yeah that's
0: what's always been so irks oh, that's what freedom of speech yeah. is about. Well, and that's what's been irksome to me about, you know, this whole idea of settled science. Yeah. I don't at all mind saying all of the best science available right now points to this. Mm -hmm. That's a fair statement. Yeah. But it's like the science, science has never been settled. Yes. Like it's only settled until it's not. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's the shape of the earth or how, you know. how orbits work, You sure. know, all, all kinds of things or, you know, to medical science, I man, medicines art as much as science anyways, but it's like, you know, what we don't do is like cut people and bleed them anymore yeah, or use leeches. Yeah. Um, you know, just all this, we don't do lobotomies <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's like, have some humility, yep. Uh, like leave some room for like the best available science right now, tells us this but even you know we're i keep trying to do this without it being obvious but i drop my phone and i'm gonna push my head away from the mic Go and ahead, pick Keo. it up it's all right we
1: keep it real i would i would reach to grab it but i'm old my backwards
0: uh but you know we're big fans of science on here and we spent a fair amount of time talking about the james webb telescope when it was launched which is mm-hmm. this incredible piece of technology and literally opening up the universe to us but bananas. one of the things that's really interesting about the James Webb telescope is it's like when you're looking out into the universe, when you're looking way out into the universe, mm-hmm. you're literally looking back in time. In time, yeah, right. Uh, because of the limitations of how f- how fast light travels and it's just – by the time it gets to us, it's been Crazy. billions of years. So James Webb has looked back and imaged, uh, you know, within – I can't remember the exact time frame and I don't want to say it because people will be like, oh, you didn't even know. But like – or mm-hmm. er, Quote unquote, early, early into the birth of the universe. What should wow. be the period of time shortly after the Big Bang. And what you absolutely should not find there
1: mm-hmm.
0: are large, well organized, well developed galaxies mm-hmm. because it was too soon post Big Bang for them to have organized and developed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Except for the problem is what the James Webb telescope has imaged and seen way back shortly after the big bang. Yeah. Is large, well-developed established galaxies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this was settled science. Sure. Yeah. The science was settled. Yep. Until it's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what Einstein said when he, when he, when he observed the universe and, and discovered that it was expanding. He was like, that's when he he no longer questioned his faith. He said, he goes, now I will live. And my favorite quote from he's like, he's like, now that I've discovered this, for the rest of my life, I will live to to know and worship and explore God. I'm like, that's that's incredible. You know, just once you see the fine-tuning of the universe and stuff. I've never heard that that quote. Yeah, he's he's like, he's like, from now on, like. The rest of my life, I will, I will grow in the knowledge of God because, yeah. because of this new information. And you know what's interesting? Whenever I, t- whenever I have a conversation with somebody who is in, in the science world, I don't know. I wouldn't call them a scientist or maybe maybe a professor who teaches some field of science or I'm listening to a podcast. You know what I've, I've always observed about them that makes it so interesting when you actually talk to a scientist or hear them say, they, they'll say this, which is so beautiful. They'll say, actually, we don't know. Yeah, It seems like it's a reoccurring thing that I've observed in conversations with them. It's like, you know, we don't know. And that's just so, I just, I love that humility. I don't, I, I don't, I, maybe that's just like the, 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 the nature and like whatever. But I was like, I just love, I love that you say, I don't know yet, Yeah, but we're going to find out. And it's going to be, it's going to be an incredible day when we understand this deeper meaning. And uh Yeah. That's well, and there's like, I'm such a, a fan of like Neil deGrasse Tyson genius, right? Because yes. hey, he's
0: an incredible communicator. Of course. Uh, right. But he, I don't feel like, I know some people like to razz Neil because like he'll, he'll get on his social media and he'll like correct science in in a movie or mm-hmm. from a TV show. People are like shut up and enjoy the movie. Sure. Uh, guy. But I do feel like he does approach you uh, like carry some humility with him as he presents things. I think he, a, he presents things with an air of wonder, which I think is awesome. I think that's kind of what's that's the word. That's wonder. what's real Carl Sagan is of him. Mm. Um, but like, I think he leaves that room for, you know, everything we know now points right. to everything we know now sure. says, whereas there's this guy and, and forgive me, I, I don't know his name and I'd love to have him on the podcast. I'd love to have a conversation, but there's this guy that I believe is a physicist or an astrophysicist um i think he you know americans we're not so great with placing accents i think he's british but i've seen him on different shows and in social media and stuff and it's it's very finite and it's very almost condescending at times mm-hmm. and like there's a clip that stands out to me of him being like very just a demeaning and derogatory towards somebody who's like questioning the big bang happening mm-hmm. and he's like no morons like You can hear it, like that background noise is there reverberating, like we can show it, we can point to it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can point to it, but you don't definitively know what that thing you're measuring is from. Right. And even if it's the Big Bang, you don't definitively know what caused it. Right. You know, this is where, like, if you listen to Michio Kaku, where he's big into string theory and Mm -hmm. he's working in quantum computing, in quantum physics and the quantum realm stuff gets real tricky and really hard to wrap your mind around
1: stuff too. It,
0: It is. And it gets into, it's like, what are black holes? You know, what See, is the even event the horizon? Like
1: what evidence do we have strongly that there are these multiple universes stacked on top of each other? We
0: don't, but they've got strong informed theory. Sure. So a lot of this is stuff they're, they're trying to figure out how yeah. to prove, but like the, the quantum self and quantum entanglement Bananas. of particles where it's like these particles and it might be electrons. I'm not a scientist. I didn't stay at a holiday and select, but I think it's electrons can be separated by like, any distance, but because of quantum entanglement, like changing the state with this one instantly changes this Crazy. one. Uh, you know, where things can exist in more than one spot at the same time as long mm. as they're not being observed. Uh, yeah, go ahead and wrap your head around Weird. that one. Um, you know, so, and this is stuff that we're still learning. So it's like we think we have the science figured out, and then lo and behold, there's a whole new layer, there's a whole new depth, right? Like you figure out the cells and then next thing you know, you've got cell components and you've Mm. got atoms and then you've got atoms of components Yeah. and then you've got quarks and it's like, it's turtles all the way down. It's like every time you figure out a layer, you realize there's just another layer beneath it. Almost like Mm. a curious God created an infinite universe for us to, Or, you know, I created that for our curiosity Mm -hmm. to continuously be peaked or whatever. So it's like, you could be right about the Big Bang. You still can't tell me what caused it. And you're theorizing, but your theory has no more supporting evidence to me, Mm -hmm. to it, than me saying, okay, yeah, that's creation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the problem, too, is that a lot of... People with a biblical worldview, they don't. They they, they're. How can I say? And they're they're afraid to talk about science. Yeah, maybe that's not the best way to say it. But it's like no, like the more that we learn about the universe, the more we learn about God. The more that we. We find evidence for this because um, there's somebody who said that uh, that a scientist is a poor philosopher, and uh, that science doesn't say anything scientists do, and they always view whatever their scientific conclusion is through the lens of their philosophy. And so, so like, so if you're if you're pointing to the evidence of going, well, this clearly disproves this, but then, we're, but when you take a step back and go, what, but. Could it be that this was created? Could this be that the universe is fine-tuned? That the gravity, that the axial tilt of the Earth, like all these things that lined up perfectly, the 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 closeness of Jupiter, you know, the 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 position of the moon, like all these specific perfect things, um, uh, like just it, it, it's so fine-tuned for life. It, it almost seems to give the conclusion that. This might not be an accident. This might not be just, oh, because of billions of years of, of the universe and because of billions of years and tons of, you know, evolution, that's how all this complication thing happened. It's, it's fascinating to explore. And, you know, I, I'm certain you and
0: I have had this conversation many times. I don't know if we've had it on the podcast where it's like, we can be like, um, Christians in particular can obviously be just as dogmatic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, the earth is only this old and, and yep. we're this, that, and the other. And I'm like, again, you don't exactly. know because, like, Scripture is so admittedly vague around those things. Yep. There's so much disagreement in the Christian community over was creation literal days? Was it mm-hmm. periods of time? Is this one of those times where the Scripture that says that a day is as a thousand years to God and a thousand years as, right. is as... As, as a day, which is meant to illustrate that God's not limited by time, mm-hmm. like we are, that constraint doesn't apply. So then do you apply that to those days? Was that a day to God? Was that a thousand years? Yeah. And the point isn't, it's not, that's not literal math. That's right. That wasn't like giving you actual metrics of like, well, God experiences a thousand years as a day. Yeah. The point is he doesn't experience years or days. Mm-hmm. So the same metric is He's applicable. Timeless. It's Right. So it's just as applicable. I don't think it's heresy, pastor, for me to say, well, okay, a million years is as a day to God. A billion years is as a day to God. Now, uh, you know, formerly Professor Rebecca Strangarity will come on the podcast, and she'll break down some of the original language to me and why this word for day was used here and this mm-hmm. year for day was used there. So, Becca, if you're listening, make a note for the next time on, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, I've always liked the theory of I just don't think that that belief and belief in in a creator is at odds with science. Like, I don't think yeah. it negates science. I yes. think – there would still be an order and a way things work, and that's all science is, is figuring out the way that, that things work. And so, like, I like little little games like this where, you know, maybe somebody like Frank Turek can come on the podcast oh and correct me if I'm wrong. But And I have floated this by you before. Again, maybe it's been on the podcast before. I don't think we've talked about But if I don't it. remember it, the listeners probably don't either. But my thing is like, okay. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian believer, mm-hmm. and I think this, well, I say Christian, th- this believes to Jews and or uh, would apply to Jews, and I believe maybe Muslims as well, you accept that man and woman were created by God. Mm-hmm. And the creation story, certainly from the Christian and Jewish faith, might sure. be the same for, for Islam, is that God created Adam and Eve yep. from the dust of the earth, breathed life into them. And so when he did that, he didn't create them as fetuses, he didn't create them as infants, mm-hmm. toddlers, children. He created a man, he created a woman. My my supposition is that if you could take a modern day doctor, a medical examiner
1: mm-hmm.
0: and go back and examine them or or even do like an autopsy on them. It 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 reasons to logic for me. Mm-hmm. That they would have all of the appearance of having developed normally as a human from a fetus. Right. But they got to skip all those steps. Yeah. Which means they probably didn't have belly buttons, which is a little creepy to think about. It's like when you take a picture and remove the eyebrows, it's not right. That's true. Unless it's Whoopi Goldberg, who's never had them and we don't seem to mind. That's,
1: I haven't really thought about her. You can't unsee
0: that, people. Whoopi doesn't have eyebrows. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, my thing is, we we readily accept as Christians mm-hmm. that God created Adam and Eve and he, he created them with an appearance of age that right. they did not have, an appearance of having gone through a process, a developmental process that they did not go through. Yeah. Why couldn't he do the same with a planet? With a universe. With a universe. Yeah. Why could the earth, I don't know how old the earth is. Yeah, me neither. Um, maybe the, maybe scriptural math checks out and it's 10,000 years or whatever it's yeah. supposed to be. Maybe, maybe the science nails and it's however many billions of years. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do know this. I do know that if I'm willing to believe and accept a God that mm-hmm. could create a man and a woman from scratch, breathe right. life into them with all the appearance of age, with all the appearance of development, that he could absolutely do that with a planet, with a universe, with a, a whatever. Yeah. And still have the appearance that it had developed a certain way. All the signs mm-hmm. of that development process sure.
1: yeah.
0: would be there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, But he gets to
0: hit fast. It's not even fast forward. I don't even know what it is. He
1: just creates. Like he gets yeah. to scene
0: skip. So could the could Earth have all the appearance of having been stardust, of having been Big yeah. Bang Refuse? Yeah. slowly compacting and coming together sure. over time and clearing this orbital path yeah. and Jupiter clearing Jupiter clearing out the way of us. And as the mass compresses and compresses, the core heating up, yeah. and there being magma and lava and these mm-hmm. plates and eruptions forming land masses, yeah. could it appear that all of that happened and all of it happened over billions of years? Yep. And all the science for that check out. Mm -hmm. And the billions of years didn't happen. Yeah. You just, you started the Blu-ray in the middle.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It definitely could. Sure. I'm not saying that it did. Yeah. I don't know that I'm right. And again, somebody who's a a better theologian, a better apologist, a better scientist might give me all these
1: great reasons. I'm way off base. Sure. Um. I don't think so. No, I, I'm with you, and I think—and and, and you could be right. Yeah. You could be right. And I think as Christian, are people with a biblical worldview or a theistic worldview, like a Muslim or a Jew, you know? And I think that they do—Muslims uh, believe in Ishmael, and he was a descendant of Abraham, and Abraham was a descendant of Adam and Eve. And, you know, they believe in the cre- creation story and, of course, Judaism. They believe in the Pentateuch, so, you know, all the the—, the the Moses Isn't that account? an acapella group? That is true. Pentatonix? Pentatonix, yes, they're great. But it, it's interesting, like, w- one of the things that I always think about is like, well, we don't even know when the first days were, right? Because it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That wasn't the first day. No. So how many how many years was that? We don't know. And then also, my my thoughts on Adam and Eve, which I did when I had dinner with Frank Turek, I did pose the idea that I have, I have been thinking about where I didn't steal your idea.
0: Hang on. We're idiots and we joke a lot. We do. Did you have dinner with Frank Turek?
1: I did. All right. I did. How do I not know this? Because you're a bad friend. Fair. Um, no, no. Yeah. I had dinner with Frank Turek when he was here. We went out to dinner and and uh, incredible. In- I mean, the man's a genius. He's a- Frank Turek is an apologist, if, for those of you who don't know Apologist him. is an odd word. Apologist, yeah. For- it, it sounds negative, but yes. it basically it comes out of a verse in in and 1 Peter where it says always prepared to give an answer and to defend the faith you have. And so that's what I was talking and maybe I didn't say it the best way about Christians who are just not who are not comfortable with are seasoned enough or are, are are developed in their and their christianity to have conversations about faith with an unbeliever. Have conversations about their their faith that that goes wow like who's able to explain the faith that they have is basically what the whole apologist apologist is so frank turk is one of the greatest apologists in the world and um he's i've been a fan of him for a- for well over a decade now. And I love his material. I love his book. He's got a great podcast. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. It's every single week it comes out. It's excellent. Uh, if you are a person who's got questions about faith, I think start there. If you're really wanting to understand the science, uh, he, he really goes through it with a really brilliant way. Um, but when I, when I was with him, I mentioned um, my f- um, hypothesis, like um, what if, we we don't know how long Adam and Eve lived in the garden. Uh-uh. So that's the one question. So why would you number your days if there was no reason to, yeah. you know, like maybe we started number. I don't, I don't know. And again, I'm yeah, not like a what, theologian, but what was the point? If, if, if yeah. the original attend intent, excuse me, for a, for Adam and Eve was that they would live for eternity. Yes. W- why do you count when you're yeah. living forever? Like it makes no sense. Hey, this is day 3 million and four, you know, it's like, who knows yeah. how long they lived? So they could have lived in the garden for billions of years. They yeah. could have, you know. Um, and Adam and Eve had many kids in the garden. They, I mean, they were fruitful and multiply was the command to all living things. And so anyway, so I I, I mentioned that to him. And two, uh, you, you're not going to believe this, but he says, you know what? I've never thought about that. I think that's a good hypothesis. You're so full of crap. I promise on my life. He goes, Doctor, that's a good. Dr. Turek. Reach so I was out, like, reach out to me, sir. I was like, hey. slide into the DMs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, wow. And I, and, and pastor Johnny was there. Okay. My boss, our, our lead pastor. And he, and I was like, I was like, pastor John, you heard that? I am smart and uh, no, whatever. But, but I don't know where I came up with that, but I, I wondered that. I, yeah, I like, yeah. cause we don't know how long they were in the garden and they could have been there like for, for billions of years. We just don't know. And again, like there's certain things that we have to appeal to mystery, like, and, and, and it's perfectly within the rounds. And I think where Christians get into trouble is when we're dying on hills that we are not sure are true. Like the age of the earth, I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm yeah. not going to die on it's 10,000 years old. I don't think it is, but I'm not going to die on the hill of that, you know, and I think that. And the other thing that brought me a lot of great comfort when I started to dive deeper into my worldview was um, I was so comforted when I don't remember who said it. It might've been Ravi Zacharias, another great apologist, but the, the Bible is not a science book. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because I think a lot of Christians think that everything that the Bible has to explain every mystery in our world. And it doesn't. That's not the point of the Bible. The point of the Bible is to explain who God is and his plan for his creation. And it's his a love plan letter. To re- it's, Yeah. It, it, the whole theme of the yeah. Bible is summed up in one word, redemption. Yeah. That's it. That's what the whole Bible is about. God loving and healing his his sons and daughters that are lost and broken. And so, like, so, I mean, that's, that's where I'm, I came to such great comfort with that. But I Don't Have Enough Faith to yeah. Be an Atheist this is a great book. It's a big read, but, man, if you're really wanting to geek out on the science and the universe and the fine-tuning and all of the arguments that he makes, and he's, yeah, he goes through incredible arguments. And my favorite part about Frank Turk is that he says, if you're not a Christian, I'm not going to argue levitical law to you i'm not going to argue whatever he says let's start with the basics let's start with the basics and is there any evidence for god a god maybe not the christian god but a god let's start there and he starts just going through them systematically with the four arguments that he makes and uh and it's absolutely genius and yeah. he presents great evidence for a biblical worldview. Um, yeah. Well, listen. Uh,
0: enough religion. Let's move on to what something less divisive, um, like poli- like politics, like park. Target. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because you know we tend to be a topical uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I've kind of shortened up my intro. And, uh, you know, I used to include the tagline in there, like, you know, this isn't a show about nothing. It's not Seinfeld, but it's also not a show about any one thing. And we bounce around and we talk we all, do. all kinds of things. And so that's where it's, it's always a little bittersweet for me. Uh, you know, like last week was a more interview-oriented episode with incredible guest Jala Shaw. If you haven't listened to, to 115, go back and listen to it. It's fantastic. And it was an honor to have her on at the same time. There were topics it was killing me not to talk about on the podcast. Mm. Um, You know, I teach politics here, but like Apple had just done WWDC earlier in the week and announced their new augmented reality, virtual reality headset, um, which would normally be a massive talking point on Mm -hmm. the podcast here. Um, We tried to do a, a Twitter space, a live Twitter space that day when it was done and bring on our old buddy, Josh Rush. Uh, my old co-host to talk cause you know, we're, but we're Apple fanboys and and break it all down. And uh, I don't know what the tech issue was. We just couldn't get Josh's audio working on the Twitter space and we had to bail on it. Um, but so, so that had gone on all week and then more news trickled out from, from Apple all week long. So that normally would have been hot topic on the podcast, almost no matter who was on as far as regulars probably would have talked about that. And then, um, Friday, Uh, as I'm, as I'm getting ready to record with Jala that week, the news drops that Trump is going to be federally indicted. Yeah. And I'm like, and so I'm, I'm sitting there fresh, hot news, not a word about it on on last week's podcast. So there's been so, so much. And then of course there's, there's plenty this week. And so I, I almost hardly know where to start with it. I do want to address the Trump indictment on this podcast mm-hmm. and at least what my issues with this indictment sure. are. Um, and and I'm interested to hear your take. Um, do I think Donald Trump has committed crimes in his life? I do. I don't I think- know which ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know about these that he's being charged with now. Sure. Um, There's a lot of legal ambiguity around these. There's competing legislation Mm -hmm. that applies to this. He's being charged under the Espionage Act, and it's really pitting the Espionage Act against the Presidential Records Act. My terminology might be off there, but there's like the president has a lot of leeway and purview to designate what
1: personal records and to declassify.
0: And um, uh, the, the law and the Constitution don't really spell out any specific methodology for that declassification process. Mm -hmm. So part of uh, Mr. Trump's defense is that, like, basically, like, he deemed them classified. Like, if he just thought, oh, these are declassified, then they're declassified. It's a really sticky point to argue Mm -hmm. because it's not whether or not that's the method that's been followed by previous presidents. Like the president, the, the precedence doesn't necessarily set the standard. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it, it's tricky between the espionage. And Act there are and-
1: precedents of this. Right. There are there are times when presidents have declassified things, taken documents to their homes. Like- yeah,
0: and there's there's some room and differentiation between. Public records and private records mm-hmm. and how those get designated. And, and we're all, to the extent that you choose to follow this story, yeah. uh, going to learn way more about that stuff sure. than we know right now. Because this will 100% be tried in a, in a court of public opinion. Um, but here, here's my thing. Um, it's not a good look. Yeah. That's not... But I don't like that counter argument. I don't like. Um, I don't like this. Oh, we look like a banana republic. Like a sitting president is charging a past president and current political opponent with a crime, and this is third world banana republic garbage. I get that point. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about it because I love, and this is the John Adams fan in me. Right? John Adams, who famously, before he became our first vice president and our second president of the United States of America, he defended, he was the defense attorney for the British soldiers from the Boston Massacre.
1: Mm.
0: Not because he believed they were right or wrong, but because he believed they had a right to a legal defense. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's this concept of um, and this is what this is something that's so special about the American experiment and self-governance, is this concept that we are a nation of laws, not of men. And the the sentiment behind that concept is that we're all equal in the eyes of the law. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of all men are created equal.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously. That's a limited statement. Mm -hmm. Sitting here with you, we're not equal in age, in Mm -hmm. weight, in income. Our hair color's different. Our IQs are super different. That's Um, true. We're different in all these ways, right? All these ways. In almost every, by almost every metric. Of course. You and I are different. 100%. When we find the ways that you and I are equal, it's this very, it becomes very, very narrow. These ways that we're the same. What that means is we're we're equal in very important ways, right? We're equal before the eyes of the law. Mm-hmm. We're equal before the eyes of God. We're equal yep. in our rights. That's what that meant. Right. Right. And as a country, we didn't live up to that sentiment right from the jump,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the groundwork was laid to get there, right? right? That's the point, right? Mm-hmm. The potential was the point. The idea, laying that out there as a challenge
1: yeah.
0: was the point, right? So and that's why like when you see statues of justice right the woman with the sword and yep. the scales yep she's blindfolded blindfolded yep right so if if you're going to say and believe that we're a nation of laws not of men that we're supposed to all be equal in the eyes of the law then if if there is a justified if there's a reasonable case to be made That a U.S. citizen has committed a crime, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't think they should not be charged because it's bad optics. Mm -hmm. So, like, if there's a reasonable case to be made and reasonable belief that a presidential candidate, past president or otherwise, Mm -hmm. committed a crime, charge them. Sure. But do that. For everyone else, that's the problem. Where there's reasonable, reasonable be- belief and evidence that they committed that crime, yes, it's where it becomes banana republic stuff. Mm-hmm. Is in the unequal application
1: yeah. of the Are law. Are we applying the laws equally? So, yeah, you've got in in
0: the time after classified. Arguably classified documents were found in Trump's residence. Since then, classified documents, I believe, dating back to his time as a senator, yes, Biden were found in Joe Biden's residence. Right. Mike Pence, former vice president and now presidential candidate, and boy, is there a lot of excitement around that candidacy, Mike Pence. (laughs) was in possession sure. of classified documents. Yeah. There were issues not just with Hillary's home server right, having classified information on it. That she was subpoenaed it, to turn in. But there were prior issues yeah. uh, around the Clinton administration yeah, with Clinton officials mm-hmm. inappropriately obtaining or retaining classified mm-hmm. documents. This was not unique to Donald Trump. Right. Now, maybe in the combativeness around it, in the not going, oh yeah, well, my. He doesn't make anything
1: easier. For oh himself. my bad, here you go. Right. Um, maybe this. But didn't the FBI come and look at the documents at one point? There, there's a lot of back
0: and forth, and I, I hope yeah. we can get to the truth. Sure. It was Which, un- yeah, unprecedented. That's the, unprecedented for that raid. F- for that FBI raid to occur.
1: Uh, and well, didn't Bill and- Clinton take? stuff in a sock drawer or something weird like that. Too? I don't
0: know that it was President Clinton, but something with the Clinton administration, the sock Jesus, drawer. It's hilarious. a little I wasn't pl- paying as much attention um, than in my younger years to, to some of that stuff as I do now. But it's like what makes it banana republic stuff, which what makes it reek of politics, what makes it seem personal rather than this high ideal mm-hmm. of justice and justice being served is that it's not equally applied yeah um and to some extent i'm like there probably should have been a prosecution of hillary clinton
1: yeah and isn't that what comey said after his investigation of her like it just would not be what did he say the the line that he said that was so interesting he just uh, he goes yes she was um she handled this poorly yes she compromised this yes People could have accessed this and we believe that they did, but it would not be I don't remember what he said, but he basically said it would be not right, it wouldn't be a good idea to do this in the middle of a political or something well, and like that. That's the thing.
0: There there has tended to be some like um Which this, again
1: is stupid too. This this concept of, of
0: professional courtesy, right? Sure. Like the small scale way this pl- plays out, the, the reason the, the terminology, the ideology of professional courtesy plays out in my head is from the little bit of time I spent around law enforcement as a police explorer, like riding along with cops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My my sister, she wasn't a sworn officer, but she worked in law enforcement for a long time. And professional courtesy is this concept of you pull over a cop yeah. for speeding or some minor infraction. Professional cur- courtesy, okay, slow down some, have a nice day. Yeah. Right. You're not getting that ticket. You're not whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, okay. You know, whatever that's whether that should happen or doesn't. That's that concept of professional courtesy. Um, so it, there, there's been this air of this around of professional courtesy yeah. of benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And because of that, now choosing to prosecute instead yeah. and be like, Oh, well, what he did's way worse than any of what they did. Or yeah. it's total what he did's totally different. It really doesn't look really don't look like it.
1: No, it doesn't. It,
0: he wasn't I, I haven't seen any indication that he was destroying files or documents, mm-hmm. which is one hundred percent established what happened with the with Hillary Clinton's server that had classified files on yeah, it. Yeah, didn't she like, like it was hit it was phones it, with hammer it was and wiped. Bit. Yeah, it was it was wiped with specific uh um programming and tools to do so um again and this isn't me being like oh well look what, what, about look what Hillary did sure. I don't I hate moral equivalency sure. I don't want to sit here I'm not going to sit here and make the case that if Donald Trump did something wrong if that's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt yeah. that it's okay because Hillary or Bush one or two or anybody else did it I, moral equivalency sucks sure but so but I'm saying Let's just apply the law fairly and evenly. Yeah, and then and then then this is above reproach. Then you say, "Hey, it's no
1: different than he does it yeah. than when they did it, and we prosecuted them, and we're going to prosecute this, him." That's the thing too. It just only sees like it's only swinging one way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only it's only convicting one way. Yeah, it seems like consistently through media. Through, through, uh, through all these platforms right now. It's just, it, no, it's 100%. If he has an R by his name or she has an R by his name, her name, it convicted guilty. And it's just like, that doesn't, it's, it's what you're saying. It's not the equal application of the law.
0: Yeah. It should be. And, it, and, it, and then it jams you up. Yeah. So this could, this could be, and th- this will make conservative listeners angry. Some of them, I'm sure this might be legit. I know it's
1: thirty-seven counts. Right? I know
0: not all levels of um, of classification are the same. That there's different levels, and again, we really don't know because there's competing legislation here. Um, we're we're going to f- kind of figure out and hash out, um, you know, if there are limitations on that presidential ability to declassify because there's some argument to be made. That that doesn't apply to some types of documents, yeah. Particularly around like nuclear capabilities and stuff like that. It's the argument that's being of made. Of course. So they're gonna they're gonna hash some of that out. But um, he didn't
1: have nuclear codes at his house.
0: No, it's not that. But evidently, documents did include both some of our nuclear capabilities and ally nuclear capabilities. Mm. Uh, I want to say what I've heard is maybe around Saudi Arabia. I can't I I can't remember. So I don't I don't want to misspeak there. So we'll we'll see. I guess. The other thing is like you're, so you're, you're indicting, you're arresting and and charging this former president and current candidate for the presidency on evidence that the American people can't see. Yeah. And that doesn't help the point of it, of like keeping it on the up and up and up and going. No, if you get like, look, look, right. We can't. Yeah. Right. And there is a strong argument made that like there is a problem with the bureaucracy and with the deep state um, of over classification mm-hmm. um, of, of, of things that should not be and yep. do not need to be classified being classified right. to cover cover tracks and to obfuscate. So there there's some of that argument at play here. But I, I'm just like, you can go in and before a, a jury of his peers. You could go in and prove beyond the shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. that he committed the crimes you've charged him with. And no matter what, it's going to be tainted and it's yeah. going to be divisive because we haven't applied that standard and those laws equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, like I don't want to be any respecter of persons. The law should apply. 100%. Period. Um. So you, you you want to charge him? Cool, charge him, indict him all at the same time. Right, that would be fair. Hey, no, you know what
1: Hillary's not running for president. None of you are are dire. above the law. Of We've let this
0: slide for too long, and now
1: you're all screwed. I I couldn't agree more. Um, so it, it should be the equal application of the law, and it, it shouldn't matter what political party you're in. And that's the thing that's – that's what makes everybody just go, we are a joke. Yeah, We are a joke to the world. Like if if we aren't doing this correctly, we're no better than China. We're no better than North Korea with this government just prosecuting whoever they feel like because it's convenient for them. Um, Yeah, dude. So, 37 counts That's yeah. from what I hear. And then I've also heard that th- there were certain charges that, that he was sharing this with reporters. And like, well, there's like some quote where like, I shouldn't be sharing this with there, you. Well,
0: and that's one of the things that's very problematic, right? Yeah. I think there, there is a decent case to be made for the president can declassify whatever they want. Right. And there's no specific methodology
1: spell, so spelled ambiguous. out for that. Yeah, yep.
0: So it's like, maybe, maybe it's legit that a president can just deem something unclassified. But, well, I don't
1: even understand the root cause of this anyway. Maybe
0: it, it could be possible that. You know but why does
1: the president have the approval to declassify something? It's the commander-in-chief, man. But He's what, the executive. That's how it goes. Yeah. It just seems like there should be more checks and balances to that, right? Like the other branches of government should regulate as far as what he can just – whatever the president, whoever yeah, the president is, I, where he can go, I want to declassify this. Yeah. Well,
0: maybe you shouldn't. I would rather that authority lie with the House.
1: Yeah. Specifically
0: of the House, not the legislature. Sure. Not the Senate, the House.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, like it just seems, it seems like a lot of power yeah. to give one person. Yeah. If they're whatever. Like,
0: yeah. We need to better define and more narrowly def- define mm-hmm. the parameters for when and how something can be classified. Sure. But yeah, maybe it should be a, a, a little harder to declassify I things. I think there's a, a strong argument to be made there. But, but my thing is so even if, the The argument is correct that a president can merely think.
1: That's what I always this is up declassified like, now
0: because well, how it's do we not know? because it's not spelled out. So, so maybe you could maybe you could make that case. Maybe you could make that argument. What you were alluding to is there's literal audio that you can listen to right now. Yeah, of him telling a reporter like, "Look at this! Can you believe this?" And in that statement, you can hear it in his own voice. And I don't hear anybody making the case for this being a deep fake or anything like that Uh, of like, um, and this, this is classified. I could have, I, of course I can't now, I could have declassified this before, but I can't now. So that statement is indicating like that I did not declassify this now, whether or not it's audio only, we have no idea if the reporter could actually see what was in it, Mm -hmm. um, that's but still that, that maybe creates an issue with his retention of and, and possession of yeah. it. So that audio is real problematic. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's being intellectually honest, that's commentating on this case, that d- the, legal the experts and stuff are saying the same thing. going to hold
1: them accountable, you know, both sides of yeah. the aisle accountable, which is just, just perpetuates this, this doubt and this, this divide in our country. Yeah. It's, we're living in two realities. So to,
0: to echo John Adams, I am for the law. Amen. Let's apply it evenly. Let's yes. put the blindfold on. Yeah. And if more often than not, we're not applying the law, then that law probably shouldn't be on the books. Sure. If we're saying, oh, you know. Let's
1: te- go into your libertarians.
0: If I, if we're looking at I it. Get rid of that law. If most <laughs> of the time we're saying, oh, yeah, technically this is in violation of the law, but, you know, whatever it happens, yep. give them back. That doesn't need to be a law then. Uh, and any law that relies upon intent to me is really problematic mm-hmm. because it's really tough to prove and demonstrate intent, intent. sure so yeah, it's like the mind of the person so it's like you know oh well he the difference is he retained them mm-hmm. with the intent to sell them to sell them to yeah. use them for okay where is your proof for that intent where's
1: mm-hmm.
0: Do you have communications? See, that's the
1: thing that's so frustrating. It doesn't matter. And maybe we'll find that out in the trial. Maybe it'll be but okay. Even if it all yeah. comes out, even if it's completely vindicating for Trump, it's just they're still arguing he was a Russian agent. You know, it's just like I don't like was he yeah. or not. Like, let's can we ever get to get to the conclusion? Like, can we have like this truth? It's just so. It's but, so weird, but, but man. that's,
0: that's my thing. I, that's I, you know, hopefully this doesn't come across as me trying to play the middle of the road, uh, but my, my issue here isn't that he was charged. It may have been thoroughly appropriate for him to be charged. I mean, for, for them to get the indictment, they had to make the case to a grand jury. Yeah. So, you know, the prosecuting attorney, he took this yeah. to a grand jury and convinced them
1: isn't the isn't the judge a, a trump appointed judge well
0: yeah people are pissed about that now right. too right so like yeah. that's going to be but it won't stop no matter no matter what the outcome this is not going to stop with her okay no matter what the outcome this is going to be appealed yeah and it will go to some circuit court and this will likely ultimately end up before the supreme court yeah um and what that time frame is and what that looks like conveniently uh particularly now like Probably Maybe, August. depending on the decision, if it gets appealed. And I don't understand how all this works. Um, maybe the Supreme Court could say, in light of the gravity of this case and its implications for the pending election, it's better for the country for this to be decided sooner rather than later. So I don't know if they could step in once the appeal is made. And skip the steps that it normally takes to get up to the Supreme court and drag take it this out. case early. Yeah. Um, so that it can be settled one way or the other before mm-hmm. November of next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a possibility. I'd have to I'm research towards that. the
1: other, like I think I'm leaning towards them dragging this out as much as possible because he's the chief political opponent. I don't, I don't know
0: how much they can drag it out and I don't know that. So if, if the case gets settled and there's an appeal, if the Supreme court has the authority to just accelerate the process and take the case before it has to go through circuit court stuff like that. If they wanted if they have the authority and they wanted to speed up the process.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I mean there's several Trump appointees on the Supreme Court too. Now they sure. might not do that for that reason, to mm-hmm. avoid the appearance of any yeah. kind of patronage or uh, you know, impropriety. Maybe they wouldn't do that.
1: Come quickly, um,
0: Lord. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll we'll see. It's all pontification for now. Yeah. But it's just the the unequal application of the law is 100%. what really pisses me but off. But here is the thing, thing: I don't
1: get like e- even if you are like a a leftist, a diehard Democrat, or independent, whatever. Like, doesn't that seem like the th- the the right way to go? Like, as far as the equal application argument, like, doesn't that seem like the I, like the the rooted philosophy? Like, no, we cannot prosecute people unfairly, you know, I think the belief
0: on the left is that it's not the same as what the others did mm-hmm. and that what he did was worse, worse and that he did have nefarious intent. I think they believe they can read his mind. Yeah. Like I could like, you don't have a hard time selling to me mm-hmm. that Donald Trump wanted to hang on to classified documents for no reason other than to be able to go, look how important I am. Look what I have.
1: I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. And there's also some truth to just going, he doesn't even know what's in the in the stinking box. Yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, there's a part of it, like, like he's not in there packing his boxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, pack that up. Sure. That, 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 that. I mean, I, I don't even see him. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe. So, Again, so but I, but I think that's aim. why for, for, for the people who are on the side of this is like, yeah, charge him, lock him up. A, they've yeah. hated him for a very long time, right. but they think he's evil. They think he's fascist. And I, I think their belief is that what he did is mm. worse than what Hillary was accused of, is worse than whatever documents Mike Pence was holding on to, whatever documents, um, you know, President Biden had in his very secure garage.
1: See, yeah, um, right. Next is Corvette. Uh, Jake Tapper's like, look at that sweet he's ride. He's got a Corvette. Yeah, I'm like wow, cool. Yeah. Um I uh, just I don't I don't get yeah. I don't get it like but Hillary had no approval to have those documents at all, right? Neither did Biden when he was a senator. Like I thought No, no, no. I just, think th- I
0: think their initial access to them was legitimate.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was the president only can have these classified no, 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 documents no, in no. his possession. No. Now,
0: but it's a even the, the, these, these documents too. have to be handled in specific ways. They
1: have to be stored in specific yeah, ways. We're overclassifying documents. That's yeah, yeah, what it yeah, is yeah.
0: too. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I I think the issues around Hillary Hillary were with, um, you know, possession of the, the at that point it was fi- like we're talking ones and zeros, bits and bytes, right? Mm-hmm. Not physical files like like what we're talking about with uh, uh, President Trump and President Biden. Um, but uh, I, I say President Trump. I hate that. I've mm-hmm. started referring to him more as Mr. Trump, not because it's Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: would do the same thing with Bill Clinton. With him. I, I'm sick of like you're going to refer to someone by the title for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I've stopped doing that because, mm-hmm. I, because we don't confer titles of nobility in this country. Mm-hmm. You had a job. That job is over. The title belonged to the job. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to cut that out um, uh, while maintaining respect and, you know, Mrs. Clinton, Mr. Trump is that's thoroughly appropriate way to, to refer to them. Even, uh, the present at any time it's, it's appropriate. You can still call them Mr. Mrs. Whatever. Um, but, uh, so with, uh, I say that, like, I haven't been sitting here saying Hillary the whole time, but, uh, but you know, so hers was was digital files. But I think the issue is both with they were stored improperly, so they were on an unsecure server, which is a big no no. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think they were retained beyond her having the level of access needed to to have them. Yeah, but I'd have to look into it. I might be yeah. wrong, so don't crucify at me, at me if was I like misspoke 2016, there.
1: 2016, 2015, and all that happened.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute.
1: Yeah, and then also, but but the thing was, she like she's like it was bleach bit, and then she's having her staff break blackberries with hammers well i mean they don't do that where you work not where i work yeah i'm just like that that, that doesn't what i'm saying is that doesn't i got a, look I got like a new innocence. phone what do you
0: want me to do with this old one? Oh, yeah. hammers, oh, hammers hammers over a there
1: hammer yeah go um, ahead uma um yeah weird yeah. weird man what a world i don't know where it's all going to go out but it's not going to be clean it's not going to be
0: yeah well you know uh, uh Mr. Trump's been, been asked, like, if you're convicted, are you going to continue your campaign for office? Absolutely. He is. <laughs> of course he is. What an
1: ego Just a crazy of person. Of course like, he just... is.
0: Ugh. So. There's... And he did
1: good things. And he did some really dumb things. I'm like.
0: Yeah. There's some new entrance to the race. You know, uh, former vice president, Mike Pence declared, That's right. um, did he y- declare he officially? De- yeah, he he declared. He he announced. Um, you probably. You, I mean, you may not guy. have heard What's about it because nobody cares. Uh, same thing. Chris Christie. Christie Yeah, New
1: Jersey, right?
0: Could I mean? Could I yawn any bigger?
1: Yeah, isn't he just going after Trump? Isn't that his whole shtick right now? Like, I I just really want to destroy Trump. Which yeah. I mean, he was really close to him. And then Swami. Have you heard about this guy? Vic Swami? Uh,
0: Vivek, um, Vivek. I, I don't think it. Swami is the right pronunciation of the I last name. I might be jacking name. it up. He, he, I don't know where I'm at. Swami's a magic yeah. trick. Never mind. I don't know where I'm at <laughs> on him. Um, I like a lot of what I hear him Sounds saying. really good. Um, he got in a beef with Dave Rubin. Really? Um, over, like, he was, he was, his claim was that uh, DeSantis had passed a hate speech law. In mm. Florida and Dave Rubin, who is these days a very proud resident of Florida yeah, uh, and a big fan of DeSantis is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, there's no hate speech law here. Right. And its I haven't looked into it, but it's some legislation that uh, DeSantis passed. What um, well, they're saying,
1: he's burning books. I'm like, no, there's yeah. just
0: one book. But but this was like, oh, you can't like distribute pamphlets to people's door and and stuff like that. It's it's really kind of like a, a privacy and property rights issue mm-hmm. that doesn't spell out. So um, I, I'm sticking with his first name just because. But so Vivek's like he keeps pressing and trying to make this case that it was hate speech and why, and I I think. At least on Twitter, they opened the agreed like he was going to come on Dave Rubin's show. So I'm really cool. intrigued to to listen to that and see how he does. So I've liked a lot of what he says. Um, you know, there's I don't know a lot about his background, but, I you know, I've seen some rumblings that like he's not the conservative he's presenting himself to mm-hmm. be and that. Uh, you know, what he's really running for is to be Trump's VP and that he's just doing some Yeah, because
1: he's defended Trump. I mean, he came out with this whole statement, like, if I am elected president, I'll um pardon. Him. pardon, Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think you're right. I think he is going for a vice president. So
0: I just don't know if I'm convinced. And if he I, does that, he's done. Yeah. No matter what. Because so vice yeah.
1: president's never doing anything. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know how convinced I am that he's genuine is is where I'm going really? for. So I, I, I want to see and hear more. So we'll see. Yeah, that's true. He He's seems, he, he seems He's like a young. smart, a sharp, He's like 38. Seems, yeah. he seems like a smart guy. Um, wow. so I, you know, I'm staying open-minded about, I want to get candidacy. more younger people yeah. in there.
1: Like, cause this whole idea of like, Hey, let's just run people when they're like late seventies and eighties. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not against elderly people, but yeah.
0: Well, I mean, how, how refreshing is it to see like young family men like him, like the I mean. Yeah. You, you know, uh,
1: and 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 the other thing is just, I I just don't I don't I don't get the idea like open it up to new people like when, when like even even in the last election it's like Biden and Trump are these really the greatest yeah. among us three hundred and twenty million people this is the best this, we got to this offer. is it I was talking with a friend of mine from Miami I was like. Like, listen, dude, like, I'm with you. Like, I mean, it's always, yeah. and I mean, I, I know you and I have even disagreed on certain things, but in a lot of ways, it's always a lesser of two evils, in my opinion, is like, who's going to do, and then more and more as I grow in politics and and get more in my view of like conservative and, and there's some libertarian parts of me too. Is like, you know, like, no, like I really am going, I just want less people screwing things up yeah. in our world and in our government. Um, And yeah, I, I'm just like, I don't get it, man. Like we need to get away from that. Like Clintons and Bushes. Like we need to get away from those guys. Like let the new people yeah. come in there with new vision with less stuff. <laughs> well,
0: and to seriously, uh, you know, run counter to that point. Have you, cause he's been very prolific here lately. Have you listened to Robert J Kennedy at all on any of the podcasts or stuff? He's been Are on? You talking recently? about a
1: soothing voice
0: okay so listen his voice is scary his voice is unfortunate it's a legit medical condition really yeah he used to have it's got something to do with like paralysis of vocal cords or something like that his voice has actually come way back from it
1: really it's so annoying because
0: i'm like you look at the guy and maybe it's just because i'm so used to seeing president biden but you look at him and he looks like healthy and virile and strong i'm like dude He's got some guns. Dude's got dude's got some arms on him. I'm really? like yo, you kinda look like a leader. Like I'm not trying to switch parties. He's got that drill sergeant, um, like that um but, and, then, commander. and then you hear him and it's it's unfortunate for him. Like he sound sa- I'm not mocking it, but he sounds like a frail old man. Mm. And he's not at all it's this it's this disease specifically oh, affects I did not the vocal know that. cords. I hundred- yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. That's not age, that's not anything I else. That was just- age dude yeah Yeah. I I looked it up because I wondered because I heard somebody talking about it Mm. but he did a massive Twitter space recently um, with uh, Elon Uh, he was on Rogan here recently I haven't listened to all the episode yet but you know I've I've said a lot recently that one of my metrics for being willing to vote for somebody for president Mm
1: -hmm.
0: might become whether or not they've been on the Joe Rogan show Mm -hmm. because like if you're not willing to sit there and candidly talk for three hours, yeah. no staff, no talking points, because you can't hide yes. for three hours. I agree with you. It's impossible. And here's this dude out here where he's not my guy. Um, He's not, Uh, he would not be my choice, my first choice for president, mm-hmm. but he is much more along the lines of a classic liberal and not talking about like classic, what Democrats used to be the, the actual philosophy of classical liberalism. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Which I can get along with that. What anybody is on. I mean, he's talking way. I'd take him over Joe Biden every day of the week. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the democratic party is, um, adamant that, uh, President Biden is our candidate. There will be no primary, and yeah. um, he's he's like. Um, so this well, is this is, JF, Bernie, this is JF, which I mean, good This for them, is JFK's but... nephew. Yeah. Right. So so to place him, um, and uh, he's like, no, it's And he's he's starting to actually gain in the polls. Like he's starting to pull.
1: Wow. Well, I don't think they're gonna have a choice. Didn't, didn't Rogan say he would do a presidential debate? Oh, I would love nothing more. He said more. that the last time, I yeah. feel like. He, but, but they refused. I think Trump said he would do it. Yeah. and But I feel like he would ask. And even Rogan is like, like the more and more, I, whenever I hear clips of him, I'm like, like, you don't sound like a lefty anymore, dude. He's, you sound more libertarian, more conservative. He, and, he, and some of these... Th- this rooted philosophy th- it just uh, a yeah. love for country and love for freedom
0: like he, he'll be the first to tell you he's still very socially liberal sure um he's definitely got some libertarian bents um he's definitely in greater support of firearms rights and the second amendment mm-hmm. than maybe your your average Which is uh, liberal would be yeah yeah that
1: alone for yeah. me i'm like i'm like dude that's such a that's just as that and, and, and this is my opinion but an an anti left thing yeah. like no Free exchange of ideas. Let, yeah. Let's duke it out, bro. Let's, let's argue this thing through. And that is so refreshing when you hear somebody who can just go, like, even when I'm talking to someone who disagrees with me about religion, about philosophy, about even my politics, I'm like, at least I can have a conversation with you. Yeah. Like, if you're saying, no, you you will not speak, you know, which that's why they hate Elon, too. Like, just because he's like, no, anybody can share what they want here. Yeah. and. I think more of that's a good thing.
0: So, uh it, it it'd be great for the overall health of the country for an actual change um to hear some some healthy debate like um this probably doesn't do his you know his candidacy any uh uh any good, but I'd I'd love to see him as the candidate on the Who? left. Uh, Kennedy. Sure. Um, you yeah. know, like let two actual like capable, normal human beings make a run for, for this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm still like, I I don't know how uh, a potential, uh, Trump conviction plays out. I don't, again, I, I still think I've said on here before. I think if he loses the primary, I think he'll run as an independent. I think he'll split the the conservative vote. Yeah. Um, I just don't think his ego will allow him to, to say, you know what? Well fought all my support to you vote for it. I was fairly beat vote for this guy. Yep. He doesn't have it in him. Nope. He his, doesn't. His ego won't allow it. Yep. Um, so, and, and I, if he is the nominee,
1: which is really sad, right? Like if you yeah. just shut his mouth, I feel like a lot of the policies, I think the no wars in the four years that he was president, maybe three years, we we really can't count the last one. I mean, it's not fair, yeah. you know, economically and all the challenges that COVID happened, but but it's like, like that's that hasn't happened in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Ten wars between the Bushes and the Clintons and Obamas, and it's like here's this guy, none. He he negotiates peace in the Middle East when they offered him a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, but the best quote from Trump, in my opinion, you, have you heard the one where they uh-huh. said he goes, "Are you?" Uh, uh, they they've said that you might be worthy of receiving a Nobel Peace Prize. He goes, "No, peace is the prize." That's the prize. It's a good line. I'm like. Well said. Yeah. Uh, But the the rest of the time, I'm just like, please don't talk anymore. Please don't talk anymore. Please don't tweet anymore. Just leave me alone.
0: (laughs) So while we're talking about things in politics that piss me off, but not for the reasons people (laughs) would assume, uh, you know, we're still smack dab in the middle of of Pride Month. We are. And so the Biden administration held a big um, LGBTQ LGBTQ... elemental i2s plus I know, whatever dude. it's supposed to be i don't get it event at the white house that, on that acronym on, is eternal i th- i think that's the south lawn uh where that event happened um and the the thing that really you know what really grinds my gears the thing that really hacked me off is so there on the balcony on the white house was flying a giant I, I they don't call it the pride flag Anymore, I can't remember. I don't know what they're calling it now that they've added the triangles and that stuff. But on the on the balcony of the White House, prominently displayed is that flag,
1: right?
0: And dead center, Mm -hmm. and on each side of it, hung at the exact same height,
1: yeah,
0: and the exact same size flags Mm -hmm. is the American flag. Yeah, that's a clear and obvious and intentional violation of U.S. flag code. Mm -hmm. It should not have happened, and it certainly should not have happened at the White House. Yeah. The U.S. flag is always displayed in the prominent position Mm -hmm. and is always flown higher than the other flags. I think the exception is when it's other state flags, like other country flags, like if you have a visiting head of state, Mm-hmm. uh, but it's still in the position of prominence. They would just be flown at the same height. State flags don't fly at the same height mm-hmm. um you notice if you ever see like an honor guard presentation maybe before like a sporting event or something like that, when you have like the people in uniform, whether it's military or police or whatever, walking out with the the flags on on the poles, you'll notice when they present those they they lower. Every flag they put every flag at an angle except the U.S. flag. The others are all lower.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you look on flagpoles, if there's more than one flag flying, the U.S. flag is at the top. Yeah, that was. People can have all kinds of debates over over that event and the content of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I don't know that it it violated anything or was particularly problematic for anything other than than personal preference and whether or not you want to debate politics that the event happened. Yeah. Um, but the flag thing really hacked me off. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and I I tweeted about this, um, like if, if you think I'm wrong, if you think I just hate that flag or that it was that flag, here's what I want you to do. (laughs) I want you to imagine that it was president Trump Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that it was a Gadsden flag, the yellow flag with the snake that says don't step on me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or that it was a thin blue line flag supporting police. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to imagine that it was one of those, that it was a a Trump 2024 flag flown in the middle, Mm -hmm. in the position of prominence, in the position of honor on par flown as an equal to Mm -hmm. the American flags to each side. And then, if you'll defend that to me, then cool. You can tell me that I'm wrong uh, about yeah. the, maybe they call it the unity flag now. I don't know.
1: I feel like that's what it is. If you'll now.
0: defend that, then yeah. okay. Then, then, then I'm okay with you telling me that I'm off base here. Yeah. But if you won't defend that, if you would not it's be okay argument. with that, you yeah. should not be okay with this. Yeah. And this goes back to that. Let's
1: apply well, it. asked the White House press secretary about it. She's like, we're not going to talk about that and code and stuff like that. She, she basically obfuscated the entire issue. She like, all this was about was inclusion and just the whole talking point of just of what Pride Month is, what they're alleging that it's about. Um, insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, it's just, and, and what's funny is like the
0: flag to either side, that's the unity flag. Yes. That's the banner. I agree. That represents us all.
1: I agree. I agree. Even like, and I mean, this is whatever, but like, even with like, when, when everything was going on with the Floyd riots, with the summer of love, with all that stuff and like the kneeling thing was going on. And, and whenever I would talk to people who had really strong opinions about that, despite race or whatever, like, I would say, like, well, the reason why I love the flag is because th- that's th- that's the country's flag that was w- waved proudly after we won the Civil War. Like, that's that's the flag, the the, the country's flag. I might not the exact flag, but you know what I yeah. mean. Like that that's the country's flag that was w- waved when we abolished slavery with yeah. w- w- with Lincoln. Like, like that's, that's why I stand for the flag. Whenever people ask me, it's like, you know, or, or you know, the blackout thing, or it's just all these things. And, I, and, and, and all these are complicated issues and have got lots of emotions on them. And I think it's, it's, it's wrong to come at it harsh. And we have to have conversations about what we need to have conversations about. And I think it's fair. And I'm not afraid, I'm not going to be afraid to have a conversation about race or about whatever. I think, okay, let's have this. Let's, let's, how can I love you better? How can I serve you better? how can, How can I get back? You know, whatever. Anyways, but all that to say, like, whenever I was pushed back on that, on my opinions about kneeling or or just even hating America, I was like, do you not understand what country's flag was waved? When we won that war, the deadliest yeah. war, and I think it was the deadliest war on the world, right? Like the most, or maybe American history, but no, it's I crazy. mean
0: certainly it more died in the world wars. But it was the the deadliest war for Americans. Exactly. Ameri- yeah, it was over over six hundred thousand.
1: So it's like it's like that's that's why that's why I'll stand for this flag. That's yeah. why I'll I'll be a proud American because you know, yeah. Ugh. So
0: yeah, so that so that hacked me off. There yeah. were. There was another fun controversy around that same event you about the topless y- yeah thing? again <laughs> and that's one of those things where I'm like the honor of the White House where do dude. We, yeah where do we live now where anybody now I'll say this um I don't think I've seen anybody trying to defend that and I, that's uh, good you're right that's you're good
1: right. and to to um the White House secretary's credit she said that person will not ever be invited to the White House again I'm like yes
0: now Yes. That's fair. Yes. However, I felt like their rebuke was so disingenuous. Like my my thought was like the joke that was in my head was we too are both shocked and appalled that that bull that we invited into the China shop started breaking things.
1: Yeah. I don't think they're expecting the topless thing. In my opinion, I, I, I feel like that was, because think about the 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 opposite of that though to to stand up and oppose any part of this trans or gay whatever you want to call it yeah. movement whatever is is absolute a death sentence and if you, you oppose like, it at any level you, you are have worse you ever visited the White House? Have
0: you ever like done no. a tour? So I've been to the White House twice. Wow, I've been I've done the public tour that you can go and do. Mm-hmm. Sadly. It's underwhelming. The White House isn't. That's as, what I've heard. It's not as big as you think it is. Yeah, like as you're used to seeing it on camera. It's
1: old. Um, it's, yeah.
0: It's a self. Probably why Trump didn't stay there that much. It's a self-led <laughs> tour. There's no docent. Really. Um. It's uh. When when we entered, you kind of come in. Um. Uh, where did we come in from? I think from the East Wing and. So it's just, you don't go to the West wing at all. You get to see you coming from the East wing, kind of where the first lady's offices and stuff are. You see parts of the mansion of the residence. You don't, you don't go upstairs in the Mm -hmm. residence or anything for obvious reasons. So it's not like you're going to see the Lincoln bedroom or anything like that. Um, there's some cool stuff there and you see, you're like, Oh, I've seen that bust before. I've seen that painting before. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't go to the West wing. There's no, you're not going to see the oval office. You're not going to see the situation room. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of exit and it's self-guided. There's uh, uniformed secret service there throughout the tour and they're actually very knowledgeable about the building and the history and they can answer questions for you but That's they're not cool. like guiding you through and saying check this out and, and whatever so I've done that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the uh, the reason i say it's kind of underwhelming it is like there's cool things to it and like the the paintings of uh george washington and martha washington that dolly madison saved from the british in the war of 1812 like she removed them as they were fleeing the white house like those are hanging there so it's it's cool the problem is like just because of the nature of it you got to jump through a lot of hoops to get in you've got to provide your social security number and you go through all the security and they can just cancel. they can cancel that you can be in line ready to go and they can cancel the tour. Like they yeah. can just pull it right out from under you for whatever reason. They don't have to tell you a reason. Just like, sorry, f- sorry, folks, park's closed. Um, RIP John Candy. So, um, but I've done a West Wing tour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a period of time where I had a family member who was um, working in the Pentagon and had a colleague who was working for the vice president. At the time, so his office wasn't in the White House, but his office was in the old Executive Office Building that used Which to be the president? Department of War. Chain? Um, no, that would have been Biden. Wow. So when I toured the West Wing, it was during the Obama administration. Uh-huh. Um, we had to go in after hours. Yeah. Um, the president wasn't there. He wasn't even in town.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, but we had to go in after hours, so the tour was was pretty late. And even then, mm. I had to wear a jacket and a tie for, I've got pictures of, you can't take pictures inside. I have pictures of my wife and I standing outside where we went in with the presidential seal over the door. So even after hours, even without the president there, I had to be in, and Jason, you know, me listeners, you don't, I despise dressing up. Uh, Ties serve no purpose. It was too hot for a jacket. I don't remember what time of year it was, but a jacket wasn't needed. Um, now, I wouldn't have dressed down. I have too much respect for the presidency right. and for the White House. I wouldn't have gone in looking like a bum. I don't know if I would have worn a full suit and tie. Um, but uh, so, like, even for that that tour, like, I got I didn't get to go in the Oval Office, but I got to stick my head in the door, the Oval wow. Office. I got to see the door to the Situation Room. Wow. Which is kind of comically right across this little, like, immediately opposite of the door to the situation room is the white house mess. It's like the cafeteria, <laughs> the Navy runs in the white house. So I'm like, that's funny. Like you can get a snack and go launch some missiles or something. Um, so, but I, I just can't fathom one, like what was required of us to do that tour right. after hours, nobody's mm-hmm. around. So I'm like the juxtaposition of that for me of like, this is what I had to do to go tour it in yeah. your Yes. Out on the lawn.
1: It's a I'm, I'm like,
0: but here's my thing. And then like if you've never been a, a, on that property or around an event where the president is like how controlled an environment that is, the security presence, mm-hmm. the cameras, everything else, I'm just like <laughs> I don't I don't understand how this happens unless yeah. it's allowed. Not that somebody gave permission, yeah. But that this was not immediately shut down. I don't know how that happens on accident. Mm. Yeah, that's where like Th- that's where I come. That's where be. that's where the condemnation after the fact. Yeah, it kind of rings well, a little if, hollow even if with me. This person
1: wants to show up and represent their movement, or their 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 their, their personality or or their their cause like wouldn't you want to show up there dressed in a way that would honor the house that you're in? And and wouldn't you want to represent your, your, I don't know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like you would dress, I don't know. I, I feel like they're afraid. They're afraid yeah. to condemn anything. Yeah. Like they're, they're not going to give any feedback. Yeah. So I think, so that's how it happened. In my opinion, It's like, they just like, you cannot raise your voice against this or it's, it's a, it's a death sentence politically. It's. the the dumb credit thing that's going on everywhere. Like you just, it's, it's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. That's the thing that just gets me. It's like, wouldn't you want to show up dressed and honor? I don't know that, that that, that, we've talked about that before. Just the disintegration of honor in our culture, like honor for, for our country, for our, like I disagree with president Biden on a million things, but I would still, be respectful. If I saw him, I yeah. would still stand. I would still shake his hand. Oh. I would still be be. I, I still pray for the man. Yes. Like it's like it's like, but it's just it's it's, it's a lack of honor in our culture. That's yeah. that's really sad.
0: You know, and again, you know, this going back to our argument of like uh, you know equal in the eyes of the law. Um, I didn't, I didn't like when I saw pictures with of President Obama with his feet on the Resolute Desk. I, I also didn't that. I also didn't like it when I saw pictures of Bush doing it. I don't remember um, that. I I didn't like this display on the White House lawn, this behavior on the White House lawn. I also don't like it when these famous people roll in like it's their house or one of their parties mm-hmm. and they're dressed sloppy you know, or they've got their sunglasses yeah. on all like mm-hmm. no, I don't like that either.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: so just just to be clear, <laughs> not just singling this out. Don't like that crap either. Yeah. Um as much as I hate suits and ties um i did it yeah because that's what the situation called for and I was agree. required i agree um so let's get our crap together people couldn't agree more couldn't agree more yeah boy am i offended that trump probably ate ketchup with his steak while in the white house Yes, that behavior does not belong in the White House. That doesn't bother me. Or
1: anywhere me. else for that it matter. It bothers me in principle, but it yes. doesn't bother me. No. Steak ketchup does I not mean, belong Didn't he to steak. cater McDonald's to feed a basketball team. Yeah. Why are basketball teams going? No, like a, I it, don't know. It was, I was a
0: football mean. team and he he brought in It was like let me all, get McDonald's. All that, <laughs> all that food. Oh <laughs> Whatever, my gosh. So yeah. That's uh, dude, politics is, is such a mess. It is. I, I I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to do with that.
1: Me neither, bro. We I mentioned really the, don't know. the
0: Apple products. Now you're uh, like a, a known and admitted troglodyte.
1: Troglodyte, um, moon calf, puzzlewit, No, ozowit, no, te- all of no
0: techie, but uh, of course it I'm would, it would have been hard Live to long and have, uh, have missed. Apple's announcement of their Vision Pro. You're not normally my go to for tech. Did you really? You didn't
1: I 100% hear anything it.
0: about it, see anything about it? Mm-mm. Gosh, you're my least favorite podcast guest. But I am adorable. Well, I guess we'll save that topic for some other time when it's no. It's longer the virtual relevant. reality.
1: You said that.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, you're not gonna suck me in. I'm wow. not gonna I'm not gonna be your personal <laughs> Google on the uh, the new I need all the help I can products. get. So, the Unabomber died. That's what I heard. Was it suicide? That's that's the word on the, He's in his 80s, uh, yeah. but yeah, the word on the street was
1: uh, suicide. Wasn't he an MK Ultra? Like, he, yeah, he's a real interesting
0: thing. cat. Like, not, um, not making any excuses for anything, that he absolutely did, not. But the guy was wildly intelligent. Like, I believe his, his IQ was like oh, north of 160. Um, but yeah, he, when was, that was an
1: impressive thing, being he a was involved,
0: uh, in those MK ultra, uh, trials that the CIA did Jeez. and, it, you know, uh, look into that. It was, you know, um, it, it and it, it That's seems when they were to like have homeless wrecked people the dude and dude. like,
1: and like using prostitutes to lure like, men in and yeah. like. Putting them at dosing LSD, them and... un- yeah, it's 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 crazy a stuff. Is there Mel Gibson movie about this conspiracy theory? Is that what it's called? Uh, sounds about Where right. He but was I don't like know. in MK Ultra, and yeah. it was all about brainwashing. It was weird.
0: So yeah, uh, for sure, don't mail bombs to people. Couldn't agree more. Um, but uh, so did
1: he kill himself, or did he just die of old age?
0: I th- I think what I've seen is suicide. Yikes which my immediate comment was when his death was announced was clearly he got his hands on the Epstein client list. Oh my gosh! But, uh, yeah. I've also seen the joke several places, which is funny. Um, which is like, sadly, all of the invitation to the Unabominer's funerals have gone unopened.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That one's, that one's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, oh, crazy times. Well, yeah, we've got, we got more stuff here, but we've been at it. We've been at it for a for a bit here. We have. I was trying to to look over our notes, see if there was anything light to to end on. There is. We can all get behind this. A new world record Rubik's was cube. set for the three by three. I saw this
1: article Rubik's this morning.
0: 3.134 seconds. And he's American. That is nothing. Yeah. My thing is like. How much lower can this go? <laughs> like, can you solve it in zero seconds? Maybe. And if so, like, is that the singularity? Is that what happened? Is that the Big Bang? That's the Big Bang. Neil deGrasse will call us. Like, can we solve the Rubik's Cube
1: in <laughs> negative time? Can <laughs> now qu- does, Do quantum physics
0: there. apply if here? If you solve
1: it in one universe, is it unsolved perpetually in the other?
0: It's uh it's it's crazy this process is like they get a certain amount of time to observe to the cube yeah. to examine it first which i saw one commentator being like that shouldn't count then like you should have to just go at it which but i bet there's probably a different record for that yeah. Or just picking it up and solving unseen, yeah. which I bet is pretty still, quick. Still,
1: it's a Rubik's cube, bro.
0: I got to where I could solve for a while. I've lost it. The last few moves, I, I don't have a memorized anymore. So I can solve like a little over three quarters of the way from memory right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the best I ever got down to was like a sub two minute solve. Holy cow! Um, which I, I in no way feel good about at this point. You
1: should. Because a lot of um, people can't solve it.
0: But yeah, so. they like, they get to observe it, which I think they only have a certain amount of time for that. Yeah. And then they set it down and they put their hands down on this little mat. And the second their hands leave the mat, the timer starts mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop until they smack, they set it down to smack their hands back Three down. Three
1: seconds. Bananas. 3.134 seconds. I literally seconds. saw the kids solving it this morning, early this morning with my nine month old keeping me awake. And I woke up at 3 a.m. and I laid there with him until 5 o'clock. And then I watched the news article and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I forgot that we were going to talk about it today. Yeah.
0: So Crazy. impressive. And amazing. news we can all get behind. Who doesn't celebrate that?
1: I think we could all. Yeah. I would still put the Rubik's Cube flag below the American flag. Yes. But, yes. but I, I would celebrate Accurate. this.
0: Yeah. I, uh, have you seen the uh, Night at the Museum movies?
1: yeah Ben Stiller right
0: yeah have you seen the second one because it's a family favorite for us my wife adores that movie but Hank Azaria's in it he's the main bad
1: guy in the second one he's not the who's the old school guy who was like in Mary Poppins movies no that's the first one yeah that's in the first one that's Bob Hope okay no not Bob Hope what am I talking about Dick Van Dyke? Uh, Dick,
0: it is. It's Dick Van Dyke. pop hope. What are you,
1: nuts? What
0: am I? Um, so, no, that's the first one. So, the second one, Hank Azaria is the main bad guy. He's this, like, old Egyptian prince come back to life. And he's trying to obtain this tablet, mm. right, that's so powerful. And so, the the trick that Ben Stiller's character is playing is like, oh, you just wanted the tablet? I'll, I'll, I'll just give you that. I, I was thinking you wanted the, the cube. And so it's funny because Hank Azaria is doing this, like, hilarious accent with just a slight lisp, but he's trying to be, uh, like, intimidating. He's just such a genius anyways. So it's like, cube, cube, what cube? And uh, he's like, you know, the cube of Rubik. This is all going down at, like, the Smithsonian museums and stuff. And so I can't see a Rubik's Cube anymore and not hear Hank Azaria's voice being like, "This, you know, bring me this cube of Rubik. (laughs) <laughs> so there you go folks go watch go watch night of the museum too pop some popcorn cuddle up and, have a uh,
1: jocko cookie
0: ha- yeah get yourself a malt cookie and mm. uh hydrate yourself and just spend an a night turn off
1: turn off the political news yes
0: set yeah. down the social media and just watch it's a like good old-fashioned movie <laughs> so well brother Uh, a pleasure as always more for you than me, but still I'm happy to do it. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's, it's always a good time. So I appreciate you making the time to sit down. Listeners appreciate you. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you would, if you don't mind, ask them whatever app you're listening on right now, uh, just look down, find the the subscribe, the follow button. Get some
1: of your merch. Just
0: click that bad boy. Well, the merch is on the website, so maybe let me close out the episode. Oh, my bad. Um, for the love. But uh, you know, uh the nice thing about the follow, the nice thing about the subscribe, the nice thing about the the five star rating, the thumbs up, mm-hmm. maybe a little review, maybe, you know. Funniest podcast I've ever heard, most informative, best podcast ever. I don't know. You know, the the options are endless.
1: Above average. They cost nothing. That's
0: true. It's free. And it's a phenomenal way to support the podcast. In the words of President Trump, some say it's the best way.
1: Some say it's the best way. To
0: support the podcast. Now, if you're an overachiever, if you're a winner, if you want to go that next step, -hmm. Then, yeah, visit the website. Go to solid7podcast.com. Don't spell out the seven. Don't get crazy. It's just Mm -hmm. the number. Yeah. Solid7podcast.com. Not only will you find links to the most recent episodes, like the one you've listened to right now. Uh, Now, could you find the rest of those episodes in the app that you're already listening on? Sure. But they're on the website too. And yes, there you can find some amazing shirt uh, merch, shirts, tank tops. Mediocre podcast hosting, hoodies, hoodies. You're selling it, bro. Uh, all right there. And so you get to look good and support the podcast. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some good causes to support on there. Our friends over at the the Give Team, the Step Up Foundation, Force Blue, all our affiliate links are on there. Nice. So Origin, Jocko Fuel, Go Ruck, Tuttle Twins, mm. all right there for your convenience. Links to our social medias I'm not going to lie. I've legitimately been having a lot of fun with Twitter ever since I'm like, now I'm really going to press for the podcast on Twitter. One, since I made that decision, a six times increase in hmm. followers on, wow. t- on Twitter. Nice. Um, so, so that's been fun, but just having a good time there. So links to our Twitter and our Instagram are there. Of course, would love to have you there. And if you really just want to go next level, our Patreon's on there too. You can become a direct supporter. You can get yourself a a solid seven mug, only available to our, our Patreon supporters.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: just there's just all kinds of, of fun stuff, magical even. Yeah, there on, on the website. So so give it a visit if you want to. If you don't want to, whatever. It's a, for now. It's a free country. Do whatever you want.
1: For now. For now.
0: So, Jason, appreciate you, brother, listeners. We love you. We'll catch you on the next one. We're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet. Tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for building better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast.